Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Now, now, the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. And for our DEA of the day, we head to frigid Roseville, Minnesota. Happened on Christmas Eve, the DEA of the day, Quincy Gerard Petty, 39 years old, decided to rob the Dollar Tree store in Roseville. He's not exactly a criminal genius. He did remember to take along a disguise, a mask. He did one thing wrong. He forgot to put on the mask until halfway through the robbery. (laughs) Oh, wait, I've got to disguise myself. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's the problem. He robbed the Dollar Tree store of Mm $2,000. At a dollar store? $2,000? That's a lot of stuff. And right in the middle... Of the robbery, he remembered he didn't put his mask on, so he quickly took off his Bob Marley-style hat that he was wearing (laughs) and put on his mask and then put the hat back on. Perfect. One of the um, clerks who worked there recognized him as the boyfriend of one of the girls who worked there. She. Oh, man. He robbed his girlfriend's store? Yes. I bet she didn't own the store, though. Well, it doesn't matter. She still she doesn't have a job, I'll tell you that now. Uh, police went to his home. He quickly denied he was involved in the robbery. And his girlfriend insisted he'd been with her all morning. Oh, she definitely Cahoots. doesn't have a job now. being a smart fella, he changed his clothes so they wouldn't oh, yeah. recognize him. <laughs> but he still had the Bob Marley hat on. Wow. (laughs) Way to go, Columbo. He also had an envelope (laughs) with the word robbery written on it inside one of his pants pockets, along with 6,000 cash in... Dollar bills. That's exactly right. You can't fool her. (laughs) And that is our first DA of the day. Let's hear it from Quincy Gerard Petty. Dumbass who forgot to put his mask on. <laughs> People yeah. say they're not funny. They didn't move the show very well. Yeah, yeah. It's, if you're not going to be funny, just go ahead and move the show. Right. Whenever I do one of those, I don't try to be funny. I just get go. Well, I don't do ones like that. Don't get me wrong. Right. The last time you did the Golden Globes, Scott, I remember. Yeah, I remember. So I moved clearly. it right Wait, along. Wait, aren't you doing the Oscars this year? No. All I'm saying is when I do like the dog things that I do, you know. Over- <laughs> <laughs> or some the bark of, in the park. Yeah, I do the bark in the park. You it's move little, the dogs along. It's a little different Move along, Rover. You've got a little bit of well, Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga turns up, the place goes crazy, and they the, all the she had security guards blocking her from all of us. Yeah. So she shuffled down, and I stuck my microphone out there as she was waffling on. I had little girl reporters on the side of me jostling me out. No, they, were, they dominated me. Amateurs, <laughs> they, right? Yeah, but they kicked my butt that night. Yeah, so <laughs> I managed to get my microphone in, and she gave some advice on life. The best advice I've ever received was from Tony Bennett, passed over from Duke Ellington. And Duke Ellington said to Tony, he said, rule number one is never give up. And rule number two is always listen to rule number one. 
Wow. Not bad. Interesting. I like like that, that, Brad. Yeah, she's a motivational speaker now, Lady Gaga. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Most importantly, what kind of outfit did she have on? Oh, it was uh, silvery, and she had a big feather boa hanging off the side of her. Did she have to have somebody accompany her? Uh, No one was holding her dress. She was moving on her own pretty good. (laughs) She was moving on her own. When somebody's moving on their own. Yeah, pretty good. People who just listen to the show, they think, well, those people must flock over to Brad. No, they don't really want to talk to me. They don't love him as much as we do. (laughs) Number one, you have the stars trying to get away. And then number two, you have the people who are protecting the stars. That's right. Trying to keep them away. And you have somebody else, some other media outlets trying to shove your ass back yeah. right. so they can get in there. They say, that's Brad Blank. What is he How know? have you chosen this path in I, life? I'm an idiot. I don't... <laughs> Should have stayed in the accountants. And that sums it up, ladies and gentlemen, right there. <laughs> Brad Blanks. CBS FM, you said uh, if you come up with any kind of a plan yet for the weekend oh, and the snow. Absolutely. I do have a perfect plan for you. Do we have any uh, inches yet? Any predictions? Ten. What? Ten. Yeah. Ten inches? Yeah, well, north and west, not in the city. <laughs> I thought he's, he breezed right through it like it was well, no yeah, big deal. That's just ten. But that's 10 inches Sullivan Ulster, uh, hills of yeah, orange. But what know. about right around here where most of our people live? It could be a total washout. All right. Oh, yeah. so meaning, somewhere between meaning, zero and geez, ten. You're an meaning alarmist. You, get, you mean <laughs> me? Meaning yeah. you get like a, maybe an inch, and then if it changes to rain, it's just a slushy mess. When I ask you what it's going to be, I meant for the immediate. Oh, you don't area. care about people that live. No, north I west. care about them, but we you don't, don't. You know, care. Yeah, about I the care about Ulster County. Yeah, I do. Okay. But uh, <laughs> you just said ten inches. You didn't say Ulster County. <laughs> you didn't even say ten inches. You detail. just went ten. Jesus. Oh my God. I know. A massive bull moose is on the run terrorizing skiers and snowboarders, chasing them down. You seen the video, John? Oh, my gosh, yeah. The animal's charging a crowd of people at the Breckenridge Ski Resort. Uh, I guess moose get very territorial. Yes. When they feel threatened and they, you know. Don't well, we all? <laughs> what are they? They're about, what, 800 pounds? Oh, way, way more. 1,200 pounds? They're gigantic. Those things are, you know, they're pretty much the biggest of all of the, you know, antlered animals. Those antler animals? Yeah. They don't want a big things. moose coming at you. <laughs> they weigh 1,500 pounds. Well, moose. I said 1,200. And, and they are 10 feet long. Wow. That's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want that coming at you while you're trying to no. ski and, down and, and their rack, pardon my language, their rack is like six Look feet at a wide. rack wow. on that yeah. Yeah. Well, You want to know it. something else about the moose? Look at the length of their legs. If they're cornered, they'll just start, uh, they'll, they'll hit you with those hoofs, and they, they've got a big reach. Wow. Yeah. The void uh, moose. Uh, Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. Stick with the cats, right? Brad was out this uh, weekend with the kids. They were snow skiing or skiing, yeah, skiing, yeah, trying to trying to get them How to was ski. It? Yeah, it was great, John. Thanks for all your advice. I've been yeah, Pretty big good. John Elliott fan last week, trying to navigate getting Me up too. there. We're up, yeah. yeah, we're up in the the Berkshires, right on there on the New York Massachusetts border. All three of the kids. All three of the kids are skiing. Yes, and their um, ages are nine, six, and five, and yeah. they're they're all taken to it, and they're going down. The the Harvey, Matilda, and Clementine. They, we throw them down the green runs down you the throw mountain. Throw them down. Yeah, well, my wife does. <laughs> yeah. Who likes it the most? Uh, well, I'd say Matilda's the most natural at this stage, but Harvey's come along great, and um, Clementine, the youngest. Do you get on skis? Oh, I do, but I'm kind of. You're on the bunny slope too. 
Here we go. You're a puss on the bunny slope. Yeah, yeah. Patty called me that word again. Yeah. And, well, the six yeah. foot six yeah. bloke. Yeah. Well, that's the it's thing. It's like We're... a moose. <laughs> Back to the moose. Yes. Without the rack. A, you got a six foot six moose coming down at you. That's right. But yeah, I'm very slow on that. But the kids are going well, and their mother's a fantastic skier. So. Look, Scott, I'm going to be the guy that'll sit there at 4 p.m. and have the drinks ready and the melted cheese. Is there anything and... she doesn't do perfectly? Yeah, I, I... She's gorgeous. Mary. She's successful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nasty. I got a note from uh, Mark McGrath, who listens to the show. He said a few minutes ago, Scott was talking about how hard it is to describe the people he works with. He's talking about Sue. He called her ditzy. Well, tell Scott he can also tell people that when she laughs... She sounds like Squidward from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> Look it up on YouTube and you will see she oh sounds just like him when she laughs. That's not very nice. That's a Why? nasty laugh. Because he's is? very nasally. He does a, a whole nasal thing when he's... Well, I've got a cold. He's always snarky because he's kind of always in a bad mood. I mean, I've seen SpongeBob SquarePants. I just don't know exactly how Squidward laughs. Looking it up. You found it yet? <laughs> I'm running just a little bit late here. You got it? <laughs> oh, I don't laugh like that. Doesn't, that. She doesn't sound like that. She says you're nuts, Mark. Oh. <laughs> Do it again. She's too nice to say that. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so. not my laugh. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> What's seven? for dinner tonight, Sue? <laughs> <laughs> what are you cooking tonight? It'll be cold. In yes. case you missed the uh, story, she got that Instant Pot. She tried to cook with it. She forgot to put the insert into the pot. I forgot I to a, put the pot I've got a into crock the pot. pot, and you put all your stuff in there, your stew and your potatoes and your carrots, and exactly. then you put it down. She just threw everything in the naked crock pot. And it almost burned down the house. Other than that? You know, the old pots, though, you didn't have to put an insert in. Exactly. So that's exactly what I can understand what I was thinking. No, well, didn't a crock pot is uh, an Instapot. Gotcha. Didn't, you, didn't you notice that, that part came with it? Yeah, she used it the first I, time. But... Yeah, the first time I used it, but Second then it was time, in the dishwasher, and I and forgot to unload the dishwasher. Second yeah. time you yeah. went Squidward on us. If you are out of work and you're looking for a great job, Oscar Meyer... Looking for uh, drivers for their wiener mobile. Oh, can you sign me up? This is uh, honest to God, real. They call them hot doggers. Yeah, You'll it's not be... just one off. You got to do it. Yeah, you have to drive to the committed. wiener mobile. Yeah, and you're a hot dogger. You're doing PR. Oh, I think the hot dogger is also responsible for key maintenance elements. You have to keep your wiener Polish clean. Polish the dog. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to keep the your wiener clean. <laughs> uh, the job includes yeah. driving the wiener mobile around the country, so you have to be able to travel. Mm. You have to have some sort of experience in public mm-hmm. relations, communication, advertising, or marketing. Mm. You'll be your own traveling public relations firm. Do you have to pump up the time? Tires and stuff like that. No, they have you can do people that do have, that. And you get salary, Benny's, and a company car guaranteed to turn heads. <laughs> the perfect candidate for this is Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Weiner and his Weiner mobile. Yeah, you just, think he's going to drive around and be around little kids? And, he's just yeah. about ready <laughs> oh, to yeah. get out of jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. He's going to be out in May and he's going to need a job. How is, much does it pay? 
It doesn't say. It says competitive salary. Okay. Competitive with what? Like with a Uber driver? Well, you know or a what, Lyft though? Driver? Have you seen that? That's a big wiener. I mean, to drive that thing around and to park it. You know, why don't you just stick to things like um, you'll relish this oh, job? Oh, is, that's Scott. your kind of stuff, not the wiener stuff. I just can't catch up to you. Oh. Oh. I'll catch up on wieners. How about that? That's a good uh, one. I'll tell you the truth. When I first wanted to be a DJ, first I loved music. And mm-hmm. I was, I'm very shy about being around people. So you can talk to people and be in a studio and not have to sure. mingle with them, right? Right. And the other thing was, <laughs> I you don't like the fact people. I always wanted to travel. <laughs> yeah. And and back then, DJs used to go from city to city. You'd work one place about a, you know, a maybe you'd be in Mobile for a year sure, or two. Sure. Then you move on to Memphis or you get to see the country. Drag your wiener on down to Florida. Yeah. Radio.com. But uh, this lady, she's the talk of the Oscars. Uh, this wonderful actress, Yalitza uh, y- Aparicio. Now, is she, was close. she an actress wow. before this? Uh, no, she wasn't an actress before this. She sort of just they found, he plucked her from obscurity. How did he find her. They just found like she went to a casting call, so she thought she had some sort of acting right, chops, right. and um, she probably was just going to be an extra. Or that's something. right. How'd you like to be the star? Of the oh, okay, I'll take yeah, it. So you're going to learn a lot in this in-depth <laughs> oh, interview here. Okay. How are you? Fine, Seth. <laughs> when you're making that film, did you realize it's going to be so uh, touching? La verdad, no. En un principio, mi única intención era hacerle un homenaje a mi mamá. Y al terminar la película, no solamente fue hacerle un homenaje a ella, sino a tantas mujeres de la vida diaria. Not really. At the very beginning, my only intention was to pay homage to my mom. And at the very end of the film, I realized that I was paying homage to a lot of women. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. How did Alfonso find you? Eh, me encontró por un casting que el director, eh, de, que era Luis Rosales, Llegó, mandó a su equipo a Oaxaca, que es de donde yo soy, y así fue como empezó toda esta aventura. He located me through a casting, by a casting that they meet in, in Oaxaca, that's where Oaxaca. I am from, and that's how that's they found me. Uh, thank you, I, I cried. Thank you. <laughs> so, Let me ask you a question, Scott's real quick. Right quick question. How come it takes the interpreter so long to ask the question that you asked, and that you only took like Three seconds. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. It's not a very good interpreter, was she? Well, the thing yeah. is, is her answers were much shorter than what, when the uh, interpreter said it, than what she was saying. Too. Yeah, that's a good point. So the, yeah. she was editing. I don't for think her. that's a real interpreter. I think she yeah. just. Made it. <laughs> <laughs> So you reckon that wow. interpreter is a fake interpreter? Yeah, like wow. the people that show up and sign, do right, sign language. Really. And- Where did she say she was from? Oaxaca? Oaxaca, yeah. Isn't that where the Black Panther's from? Yeah. Where's he? Isn't he from there? It's Wakanda. 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 Wakanda forever. Wakanda. I think that's right Different down the road continent. from Oaxaca. No, yes. not really. Our company, which is Intercom, we've got six different radio stations on two floors. And uh, they had a party for all the clients. Right, all the people who advertise. Mm-hmm. Mm. And they brought in the CEO, Mr. David Ooh. Field, from <gasps> Philadelphia. He was there. The king. 
and uh, and some of the they brought uh, two or three of the personalities from the different stations around to take photographs with to some of the uh, advertisers. So it was pretty cool. And they had um, what was the name of that rock band we had? The Revivalists. The Revivalists. They were, they were there last night. What a great band that is! Wow. And the Backstreet Boys yeah. showed up. Wait. They gave uh, David Field a beautiful plaque. They were great, and they were so warm and sweet. Very nice. Yeah, they were really, really great guys. They just did it. They did the TV show where they on uh, Fallon. Fallon last night, right? They did. They taped Fallon, and they come on over there. We had. Uh, you guys met the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Oh, he's so sad right now. Oh, he's, yeah. he's, he knows Scott. This kid knows. Everything about the Backstreet Boys. What do you know about the Backstreet Boys? Well, Mr. Field asked me if I knew any of the names. I said, well, I know AJ. Well, you got to have Brian, Brian, Nick, Howie, Kevin, AJ. AJ's the one who had the drug problem, made it through with his first, birth of his first daughter in 2006 when <laughs> Kevin left the band and everyone didn't know if Backstreet was going to continue. But then when he came back and they were made whole, and now they have their new album they were today, made whole. DNA and Chances <laughs> is going up the charts, and they're going to finish their Las Vegas residency before they go on their world tour. And I believe it was you, Scott, who played uh, I Want It That Way on the radio in the first one in New York City, and they love you for it. Thank you. Well, That's you, what he knows is about there the Backstreet Boys. For obsessed Backstreet Boy fans. Oh, Kermit. No, I mean, is there like sad. a? <laughs> it's not sad. Are they no. streeters? What are they? I don't know, but it's pretty wild, man. He knows it all. They did mention that they are in Vegas, and they did mention the new album dropping. DNA. Yeah. DNA that came out what yesterday. Uh, but today. Today. It came it, out. Uh, it's yes. The streets, and that's what today, they're. Today's Backstreet Day. They may even come by. To, I told them they can come by if they want. So it'd be nice. <laughs> oh if, my god! Would that be okay with I you? I am. I didn't. I did my hair, but I'm not wearing the right outfit. You have to tell me if these things are going to happen. <laughs> Got some breaking news. I love this. I'm the CBS newsroom. Mm. Your DJ is officially a CBS two weather watcher. Finally, yes, you did it. Finally yeah. did it. Did you submit a picture and everything? I don't think we have the picture in yet, but it's coming. You got to get the picture. I need the picture so when I put my finger on that observation, I see little Mikey Shannon. <laughs> is, there, is there any fake news involved in this story though about your weather station at home? No. I thought you were a friend. I am a yeah, friend. Yeah, why would I'm a friend who promotes honesty. Okay, this, can we go over your full weather watcher profile, Scott? Yeah, Just yeah skip I think that. it's important. So he likes order, long walks on the beach. In order, <laughs> in, order be, in order to be a CBS2 weather watcher, you have to actually apply. I just thought you'd send your picture in and your No, name. no, it's rather arduous. You need a weather station. Oh, yeah. Which yeah. he apparently has. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> How deep do they go into investigating the existence of your weather station? Well, we, uh, it's a great deal of trust and faith. You don't send the FBI there? Don't worry about it. But then also, if I can tell that someone's really having issues with calibrating their station, I just won't pop them up. I have to pick those people every morning. All right. Well, pick me. I'll be on there. Kind of cool. I've been monitoring the weather for years. Yeah, it says since 1983 in Secaucus, and then you moved your weather station here in 2014. Lower Manhattan, right here now. Never, ever misses the weather. Steve, uh, how how do you uh, pronounce that wind speed? Yeah, and they call them the wind speed gauge. (laughs) Uh, Wind speed gauge. How do you say that, Scott? I say it. I say wind speed gauge. Oh, you don't say. What the it's animal called, meter. <laughs> animal meter. 
Jackson. You know what? I appreciate wow. It. Let me make this I thought Patty was a friend, too. <laughs> just, I'm on Mikey Shannon's side. Say, you, Patty, just butt out of this whole project, yeah. okay? We don't need your God. help in this. Why don't you just do the daily dirt and okay, let it be? I will. This is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. In Australia, Helen Richards from Chapel Hill, Queensland, had to go to the bathroom. You know the drill. Yeah. Well, well, go to the bathroom? Yeah, I'm just saying. You <laughs> we gotta, all know that. Nature. <laughs> she says she was midstream on the toilet oh, when she felt a sharp pain in her rear end. <gasps> she scrambled to turn on the light. She says that was a bit of a problem. When you got your knickers and long pants around your ankles, it's hard to go anywhere. Yeah. There was a coiled up python snake. <gasps> In her toilet. This must have been a baby python oh. to fit in a toilet. She snapped a quick photo of the python before she closed the toilet lid and piled pots and pans to keep it in there. Can you imagine if this snake lifted up the, the lid? <laughs> well, hello. Why didn't she flush it? I don't uh, think that would have worked. Uh, <laughs> Why would you think that would work? Yeah, and then it floods. There was a coiled <laughs> python right there in her toilet bowl. Right. How about that? She says, I love snakes, but I don't want attached to my bum. So I understand <laughs> they captured the snake and her non-venomous bite was oh. treated with antiseptic spray. You know, when I was a kid, uh, one of my neighbors told me that, you know, we know how kids talk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was like seven or eight. And they said, you know, there's a lot of problems with snakes in the neighborhood. They get in your toilet and they bite you on the butt. <laughs> and every time I went to the bathroom, I'd go like a, You're like looking. I'd peek down in there and make <laughs> sure. <laughs> I never sat down without looking. <laughs> Always looking for the snake. Never saw a boy if I You still I'd look? <laughs> Once in a while, believe it yeah. or not, you still think about it. Sure. I never do. And now, now I, I will. Now I will. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, because there is. What's that snake doing there? You don't want to get bit there. So do they come oh, up oh. through the drain, or do they come I in from so. the house and get no, in the water? No, they come in through the drain, I think. Drain. Oh, they yeah. can come up through the drain. Yeah. But that, when you got your knickers and long pants around your ankles, it's hard to roll. <laughs> Can't go anywhere, huh? My knickers and my... <laughs> oh, my God. Poor hell. Ellen Richards. Uh, and she was in the dark, too. She snuck in. And that's what people do. They leave yeah, the light on. Yeah, but what off. if you're sitting there, and then it comes up after you already sat? And then it comes up through the drain and bites you in the butt. That's what happened. That's no, what, no. She's saying she didn't, there. it was already there. It was coiled, coiled up, up in the toilet. I do a snake check. But then you sit down, and then all of a sudden it nah, comes up. it's not coming up. Okay. It hadn't, sure. Guess what? It's worked every time for you me. You haven't been bitten yet? Never <laughs> been bitten. Wait, so what's your plan the day that you actually open it up and you see it? <laughs> I get the hell out. He screams like a girl. You won't catch me fiddling with my phone trying to find the app. I got to find the camera app and then moving. I get, sometimes it's on here. It's on oh. my face. Sometimes it's out that way. Uh, you take a picture of your face it. Yeah. with your eyes bugged out. This is a picture of me looking at a freaking <laughs> snake in my toilet. <laughs> I put that up on Facebook. Oh, my God. That's what <laughs> I look like. Scared poopless. Brad was telling me that at his house, he watches The Bachelor 
because it was that girl never been kissed was on there. Like, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, she that was, says she was never never kissed. kissed. Yeah. yeah, I was just yeah. white. She got little yeah. tiny girls there. I'm not sure I want them watching yeah, the fantasy my, my, suite. So. No, no. <laughs> I got <laughs> my daughter's page talking about. Yeah, yeah. And we all watched it as a family because we we're watching America's Got Talent. And I said, right. well, I've got to watch a bit of The Bachelor to see what's going on. And we're flipping back and forth. And, and keep then, your finger on the button. Well, my, Matilda, my seven year old, said, Dad, I really want to go on this show. And I'm like, Oh no, that's not what I'm She's trying. She's seven. She's seven. Because yeah. Why? Because the girls have really nice hair on the show. Tell her, I can get you great Great hair hair. at a salon. You don't have to be on that show. That's right. And if Brad has anything to do about it, she'll still be kiss-free when she makes it. Are you going to have the shotgun ready? Ready. Well, it was great. And it's actually great television watching that girl get her first kiss. It was a moment. And And you're really going for it. And you really think she was never kissed. She thinks she's never been kissed. Her job title was never been kissed. You know, the job title on the screen. And then a minute later, now kissed. I don't know why you would believe that. I know. How yeah. old were you when you had your first kiss? Patty? We all know how old Patty was. It was on a tractor. On a tractor. No, that was not my first kiss. Oh! <laughs> oh, my. Holy cow. Do you remember your first kiss? Yes, I do, and I'm not yeah. sharing it this moment. Oh, come on! <laughs> Boy, look, at, look at her. She's turning beet she red. Is. <laughs> look at her. She's heating up over there. You bet she's <laughs> blushing. Was he a farmer? I love it. What? Was he a farmer? I mean, no, no, a farmer. I think so. I think so. Was it my father? I was no, like, no, no. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you think he is? Tom Brady? Kissing everybody. Kissing everybody. Now, I know that you share all. How old were you? you remember when she Yeah, I was 14. 14? Wow. Yeah. Neighbor down the block, Billy. Hmm. Billy. Billy came yeah. over. Good kisser. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Mine was a lot earlier, but everything else waited way long. <laughs> everything else? You mean like the different bases? Yeah, yeah. After that, that was... I think, I think I was like 13 or 14. Maybe 13. I bet you were younger than that, knowing yeah. you, Scott Shannon. All the kids sad. used to go to the theater together. Yeah. Right. And I sat next to her right now oh. in the movie theater. What movie he was playing? I don't have any idea. James in. Dean? Was it a James Dean movie? I'll tell you what, I got a taste of that, and I said, mm, this is pretty good. Did, Did you have the popcorn? The she said, some With cotton the whole candy. The <laughs> I mentioned I was out playing yesterday, and uh, a friend of mine, he's a vapor. Mm-hmm. I don't smoke. And I saw him, and I looked, I thought he was smoking, but he didn't have a cigarette. And, the, you know, because you carry those in your hand like this kind right, of Right, it's yeah, like a yeah. jewel. Like I'd see the smoke come up. <laughs> How about this guy in Fort Worth? <sighs> Bill so Brown. He used a vape pen for the first time. He bought it. Thinking it would help him with his asthma. A vape pen exploded in his face, severing an artery. The carotid artery, which is the major artery going up the side of your neck. Yeah, He had a stroke and he died in the hospital two days later. 24 years old. It's the second known fatality caused by a vape pen. That'd be enough to... Make me a little apprehensive about it. Better than cigarettes. I mean, uh, I know an awful lot of people are using them, but for God's sakes, it just exploded. It's generally the um, the battery, that either the battery or the charger for it that has the problem. If you most keep it in them, your pants, is most that Most of it? them, there have been like 133 explosions in the past years, but Sound like mostly, my mother. That's what she used to say to keep me. It keep, your, keep it in, it in your pants. pants. Yeah. That's where they mostly explode, though. <laughs> All right, well, there there you go. There you go, Scott. I'll just do the well, drive Well, for me, it was true. It certainly was true. For Christmas, my daughter 
I believe it's my daughter, got me one of those <laughs> deals. <Jesus. laughs> one of those, No, I'm just I can't remember it's Trish or Kathleen. Um, but I think oh, it was okay. Kathleen. Somebody got me one of those ancestry DNA kits. Yeah, oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. So I put it away. I didn't think about it. I just right. forgot, you know. This is awesome. And my, uh, my one day my wife got it. I said, you going to do this? I said, I guess. I said, that's all. That's a bunch of hokey anyway. So uh, I, you just take your saliva mm-hmm. and you put it in a right. little tube and you send it off. Right. Swab it. It takes mm-hmm. them a while to get it back to you. And they also try to, you know, get you to do all kinds of other things. Like right. they want more money from you to do this. And, and don't do, do this that. if you're a serial killer because they'll find you. Yeah. True. Well, or if you think you have a family member that's a serial killer. Well, that, I'm not so bad with them taking that. <laughs> oh, whatever. That wouldn't bother me. Right. I mean, as long as it's not me. Right. It's weird because it comes back, and there's a part of it I didn't even know they do. They send you a list of people who are related to you. I don't talk about it much, but I was an adopted kid. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I never talk about the name that I had before. Right, right. You know, before my stepfather adopted me. Right. So sure enough, I get this list. It's got your list of first cousins, and it's got a couple guys, and I recognize the name. Ooh. And I haven't had it for many, many years, but it has my original last name. That was on your birth certificate? Yeah. What? Wow. What? Yeah. They have the same Wow, name. just so from the wow. DNA swab. Isn't that amazing? That so, is. So, come to find out, there were five brothers, and one of them impregnated my mother. Mm-hmm. And they didn't marry. He took with off. With you. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With me, yeah. With right. Me. And then there's another, one of the other brothers impregnated another woman who lived in the neighborhood, I guess. Wow. I talked to that guy yesterday. You oh, did? you did? Oh, yeah. Wow, I didn't know you actually talked to him. he's your cousin. Yeah, yeah, he's my first a... cousin, but he was in the same situation I was in. Did he say, get off my phone? No, no, no he called me. I mean, he, <laughs> he emailed was... me, and I called him, and we talked oh, all the so time. He, oh, he reached out to you first? Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? And is he many, many miles away, or is he close No, he's by? in Illinois. He is a, uh, he's a writer and a photographer. He does, cool. he tells Creative. stories. He takes, long, you know, the big, long stories that you see, right, right. you know, on the Sunday paper and all that kind of thing. He's wow. uh yeah, he's a professional writer. But... Now, did his mother and father get married eventually, or did they also no, break up? No, no. So he was adopted, too? He was adopted, too, and raised by, you know... His mother and What happened, stepfather. his was weird, because he was raised by his grandparent. Ah. All right? Well, and they told him his mother was his sister. Oh, it, you know, that happened more often than wow. you think. You hear yeah. those stories a it's lot. like Bobby Darren. Yeah, right. Yeah, same deal. Yeah. So wait a minute. Now, Scott, do you have any siblings? Have you been able to find out? Like mm-hmm. half-siblings? Uh, I have one half-brother. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I connected with him before. Right. But that was before. This. I so I called that, him yeah. and told him about it. So he's going to do the same so thing. He's Isn't that wild? Wow. He went on. He did it right away. He did it while I was talking to him. <laughs> He's, yeah, I'm going to do that. So, I mean, neat. if anybody's thinking about doing that, it's definitely legit. It's oh, because sure I'm trying is. to figure it's... out how. Because I said, did I put that in my application? No, they didn't have that name that I was born with. That's how they found the Golden State Killer in California. I mean, the guy had don't look at me like that. I got nothing some... to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> but he got away with it for years because oh, well. they're still looking for the redheaded lover. I'm wondering if that <laughs> that could be you.
I'm trying to think back. I'm not one of those people that remembers everything from my childhood. Okay. I've got very foggy memories of it. I do remember my buddy of mine, Jimmy Branson. He had this older sister. And I would go over, you know, hey, you go to your buddy's house and you play or right. your friend's oh, house. Jimmy Branson. Yeah. And I remember his sister. Mm-hmm. She was older. She was like 17. Uh, and you no, were, no, I wasn't at that. Now I'm 14, 13, something like that. Okay. And she had this little box with a handle on it. And she had records in there, those 45 RPM records that they don't have anymore. She had little stickers on there with the numbers. There's some people listening who know what I'm talking about. What, okay. what do you mean numbers? She would put numbers on the label of the record, uh-huh. like number 71. And then she would put them inside the little box. File them the by hand. number? Yeah, and they would have a little piece of paper. She inside. might drive you crazy over a long run of time with her. Little well, OCD. no, I wasn't at that. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is when, my when she was gone, we would get the little box and play the 45. And you would put them back in the wrong order. No, I knew what it, you oh, got to put oh, 71 okay. back because it had has a little place sure, where the sure. numbers are. It's all, all organized. Do you remember your last job before being a DJ? I remember all my jobs, yeah. I what a, was the last one? Like, what, were you selling vacuum cleaners door-to-door? I like? was parking cars. Oh, okay. I sold books. I sold uh, encyclopedias door-to-door. I worked, uh, chopped chicken in the Movie back of a chicken. Chopped chicken. Well, that was after. Yeah, no, but that was But what there. I'm getting at is I'm going back to the Branson house here. That music, the top 40 records in that little box, Mm -hmm. I found very fascinating because I didn't have anything like that. (laughs) And uh, that's when I discovered, you know, music. Right, right. And that kind of led me to radio because then you could hear the music on the radio for free. And then I had a job shagging golf balls that would go out here at the range with before they had the automatic golf ball retrievers. Right. And this guy would hit the golf balls and I would pick them up. They know, have keep, golf ball retrievers now? Yeah, they have big machines that go out and pick them up. Really? I didn't know that. I didn't know sure. anything about golf. I just worked there. And so I saved my money. I had a paper route and I mm-hmm. bought a little transistor radio. Yeah. That's where things started to fall apart at the house. <laughs> oh, really? Did you play it too loud? You're going to go get an education. No, I got this radio. I'd, I'd fall asleep with that little trend. I had to change the batteries every day. Wow. Every day. That gets pricey. I forgot all about this because it happened quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, you know, my father was a lifer in the U.S. Army. And uh, when he had to go overseas, he would dump us off at, uh, at uh, my grandmother's house, Mrs. Bassett. In Saint, she lived in St. Louis, and she lived in one. I forget what that, it's like—a walk up. There's like three stories, and she was at the top. It's a shotgun arrangement. Yeah. You come yeah. in, you know, you go up the stairs, run up these dark stairs, and you got to. I remember the place. That's right. tough for an older person. So she had to carry the groceries up three floors every yeah, time she. I guess shopped. that's why Bumpy wow. never left the house. That's right. <laughs> he was my great grandfather, and he lived there with us, and he lived in a rocking chair. And right. he never left the house? Didn't leave the house much. No. Wow. I digress. Mm-hmm. I played uh, baseball when I was a kid. I thought I was going to be like a big major league baseball star and play for the Cardinals and everything because we were in St. Louis. Sure. I knew the names of every player at every position and all that. But in my Little League career, it wasn't spectacular, but I did hit one important home run when I was like, I don't know, 11 or 12. And it just so happened somebody from the local newspaper, the St. Louis Globe Democrat, uh-huh. happened to Not be the there. Not the Post-Dispatch. No, it wasn't the Post-Dispatch. It was the <laughs> Globe Democrat. Right. 
they took my picture mm-hmm. and I wound up in the paper. Oh, wow. my Lord. Your first what touch did, with what stardom. What did your grandma say? Oh, they was ever. She told all the neighbors. She told McGillicuddy down the... She <laughs> told everybody. <laughs> Mrs. McGillicuddy is where she hung out. Yeah. My grandmother worked at the bus fuse company. She'd take me in there where all the big machines were and all oh, that. Oh, wow. And anyway, it was a big treat. I wasn't on the cover of the Globe. I was back in the sports section. Well, sure, of course. But today they have a picture of this little boy... Joaquin Lopez, he's four years old, and his dad's pushing him down the hill on one of those little... uh, It looks like a saucer to me. It's a saucer. Yeah, like a round round thing. But the little kid's cute, man. And he's got the big... Looks like he has modeled before, because he's got this nice smile on his face. Perfect. (laughs) It's called joy. (laughs) He's sliding down the hill, but I'm just looking at it, and I'm thinking... I remember what we did when my grandmother went out and bought like five copies of the paper. Do you still have a copy of it? No, I sure don't. Oh. I have no idea. Man. I barely remembered it until I saw this kid right sliding down the hill. I went, oh, yeah. I was just thinking what a treat it is for his family and his grandparents to see him on the cover of the New York Daily News. Wow. That's a lot better than the Globe Democrat. When Katie, my daughter, was six, she was on the cover of New Jersey Monthly Magazine. Oh, wow. I still have like 15 copies of it. Oh, yeah, you got it. And she said, oh, I should have one. I said, you'll get it when you're going to save it. You know, you're moving from dorms to apartments. You're going to lose it if I give it to you. She'll show all her roommates. Look here. (laughs) Yeah. It's me right here on the cover of the magazine. (laughs) That's me. Anyway, big shout out and good morning to the Lopez family. Uh He's four years old. He had the day off. He went sledding in Prospect Park in Brooklyn. Perfect. Very cute picture. Brad's involved with his buddy Ricky Gervais, who he's known for I don't know how many years. Ricky has done many, many great things. He's a very funny man. He says this new show that he's got on Netflix is the best he's ever done. And people just love this show. It's Afterlife. It's on Netflix. Steve Carell watched the thing and he wrote, wow, just terrific. Incredibly funny and deeply moving. Congratulations, Ricky. He's kind of shocked at the actual response. Ricky Gervais is, yeah. Yeah, He says 98% of Google users liked Hashtag afterlife. That is effing mental. I've never, <laughs> yeah, I've never had a reaction like this before, ever. Thank you. Isn't that great? I love that. <laughs> and, of course, Brad tracked him down and had a little chat with Ricky Gervais about his new show, Afterlife. Ricky, how are you, mate? Good, man. How are you doing? Pretty pumped. I had a wonderful weekend watching Afterlife. I binged you. I know. People have been, people watched it like the first three hours. It was up. And around the world it was mad give us the pitch that people haven't seen it yet it's an evolution yeah. of you right I think that the people who haven't seen it assume it's me being me from my stand up just going around insulting people uh, gratuitously and it, that's not it it's 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 deeper than that because uh, it, start, it hits the ground running you see uh, me watching a home video um, of my my deceased wife you see as she's going through chemotherapy funny stuff already right that's what I'm like it's a shocking opening one minute and she says um, uh, if you're watching this I'm not around anymore and um, I'm suicidal I nearly kill myself but the dog's hungry um, and that gives me long enough to think okay I'm going to do this for a while but I'm going to do it on my terms I'm going to punish the world but, uh, in life you know, we've had a few run-ins um, you've been very good to me I think I knew you when you were a young honey monster yeah, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, haven't, you haven't changed a bit no <laughs> 
sorry. My insults to you. I'm still chubby. Yeah, how do us guys do it? Who cares? That's right. We're going to die soon. I'm not going to put. I'm not going to turn down pudding. Knowing that I haven't got many years left. Eat yeah, the pudding, yeah. Some of the great scenes on the show is you just let it hang out. You're in a new stage. Because there was a stage where you went a bit Hollywood in the late O's. Yeah, it was nothing to do with Hollywood, though. I thought I was going to die. And so I, I tried to, to, to get fit. And then I thought, oh, I'm not going to die. I might as well get fat again. Um, there is a, a scene of me in the shower, but all above the waist. All above the nothing waist. to worry about. A moment where you might have just said, look, no, my pants are on. My pants are on. I wouldn't have subjected the crew to it, would I? No. I wouldn't have said, shoot above the waist, but I'm going to have nothing on the trousers. Just for the crew going, why is it? If we're not even filming it. I'll go, just for you guys. Right. It's just for you guys. <laughs> Walk around like that. All right, mate. Well, uh, thank you so much. Your championship. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I'm not going to film it, but I'll do it yeah, for you. That's right. <laughs> what did call you, Honey Monster? Yeah, Honey Monster. And it's really interesting because it's a breakfast cereal character on the side of English kids' yeah. you know, breakfast cereal. And when I met my wife, she goes, you're my one and only Honey Monster. Aww. So the two people that called me Honey Monster are my wife and Ricky Gervais. <laughs> <laughs> and people in America have no idea. No, what no. But what the scary thing is when you see the Honey you Monster. You've got to share that today so yeah, yeah. people can see the that's Honey right. Monster. I look just like the Honey Monster. It's really weird. <laughs> it's a Netflix series. It's called Afterlife. I can't wait. Got to check it out. I'm so excited. This is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. There's a new movie coming out Friday called Us. Mm. You'll be seeing it straight away, won't you, Scott? Yeah, after the show, I Friday? I don't, I don't like scary movies. Yeah. This is being hailed as one of the scariest movies That's ever. Right. Yeah. It's all about doppelgangers, Scott. So someone that looks like you or the doppelganger within you know, the, the, the scary My, side of you. Yeah, this is serious stuff. So this yeah. is Jordan Peele. Yeah, he was a funny guy. He was a comedian, Scott. Yeah. Now look at him. Oh, yeah. And then he did Get Out. Yeah, great film, that Get Out. So you talked to Jordan Peele. That's right. Let's find out what happened. G'day, Jordan. I'm Brad. How are you, mate? Good day. Doppelgangers. Why do they create fear for you as a uh, writer and director in this movie? I mean, you know, doppelgangers, uh, that's one of the universal monsters that, that scares people on a primal level because we don't deal with ourselves. You know, we have every one of us has a shadow self. Really? Yeah, you have a shadow self somewhere out there. Yeah, yeah no, well, in, in within, you know. But maybe some are. Are you a twin? No, no. I'm okay, not. so you definitely don't have one out there. But um, can you imagine if you met yourself, like someone you opened the door, knock knock, and you were there, and you smiled and, and looked at yourself? It would scare the crap out of me. Exactly. Exactly. That's what you're trying to do. So whenever you have something like that, that's like universally scary. Then you can like you can use it and, and feed it and, and turn it into a horror movie. You scare me, thank you. Thank you. That's my, that's my very Hitchcocky. I appreciate that. Oh, it's funny because I've been seeing online they're calling him this generation's Hitchcock. Hitchcock yeah. yeah. When I said Hitchcocky into him, he was so touched. Uh, I bet his he eyes was. lit up. He yeah. went, "Oh, what are the that, that movie has a ninety-seven yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes." Am I the only one that doesn't understand what the hell he said? <laughs> Am I the only one? No, I think you are the only one. I totally got it. I got it. If you show up, but it's your own door. If you open the door to your house and Scott Shannon is standing in front, I'm going to scream if it's Scott Shannon. Two of them. But wait a minute. He said it's within you. I know. I know. How does it come to your door if it's in you? It's it's somebody who is it's within you, but it's also without you, and you see. Well, then it's with if it's a, some 
<laughs> Never mind. That's good. Doppelganger Scott Shannon. I don't understand. <laughs> I know there's always supposed to be somebody yeah. somewhere that yep. looks like you. Right. Right? Yes. But yeah. it's not you. No. He's trying to say it's you. Right. Yeah. I, you got right. it, Scott. No, you I think it. you actually got it, Scott. But yeah, he's you, saying that there's no, a doppelganger I don't got it. inside you as well. There's this that's, other side of you that's evil another, and mean. Right. There's another part of your personality. Yep. Like there's a really sweet Scott Shannon <laughs> within you. There is. No, that's not what he said. You made that up. I did. That's not what he said. Number one motion picture over the weekend, a frightening horror show, Us. I'm trying to talk to Brad about it, and he won't give me any information. I can't do that. I can't do that. You're still visibly affected. Yeah, I was by affected. That movie. I, I was shaken. I, I walked out of the cinema in shock, and I got into my Uber driver. Yeah, I got into my Uber driver. I said, "Mate, I just seen the craziest movie ever. I saw Us." And this, this, the Uber driver goes, "Oh, my people on Facebook, they were they were a little split. They loved it or they hated it." And I said, "Dude, this is one of the funniest." And scariest movies all wrapped up into one. Yeah, there's I some... thought Rotten Tomatoes loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, well, this guy, the Uber driver's Facebook page, yeah, it was very split, but I loved it. The Fantasy. Uber driver's Facebook page. <laughs> yeah. Is that like a miniature uh, Rotten Tomatoes? That's right. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was like the Hollywood Reporter. <laughs> yes, um, the, it's, it's the bloody. Uber driver's Facebook page gives it a 95. <laughs> I, I was just asking if it's very bloody. Very bloody, yes. I don't mind scary, but bloody mm. I don't like. Yeah, and uh, they use scissors. The, yeah, I saw the, scissors yeah, in the, scissors. the trailer, yeah. and that really and there's Fred, me you out. said he wanted to be the next Hitchcock. Hitchcock was never that bloody. Uh, no, no I, he, look, from a suspense point of view, he nails Hitchcock. He nails... Um, yeah, but literally with nails. Right, yes. <laughs> no, there's that suspense the whole time. He It's very haunting. But then at the, when someone's going to go down, they go down quite bloodily. Vividly? Vividly, yes. Yeah. yes. All right. Yeah. But he has... Well, look, he, Hitchcocky, and he has Hitchcockian moments with, like, there's white bunny rabbits, right, which right. can be, yeah. you know, cute, how but they could also be scary. How when I asked you about it, you wouldn't tell me, but I opened the microphone. Oh, that's okay. No, no I haven't talking given, about bunny rabbits. I haven't yeah. given anything away. All, I've, all we've seen then in the trailer, that there's a doppelganger family at the top of the driveway. Yeah. And... That's when everything keeps going. And that's really what everybody knows about the movie. I understand the theme (laughs) that somewhere in the world there's someone who looks just like you. Right. But what's the chances of a whole damn family that's coming right. up that looks like you and your family? Wouldn't you be scared if you looked out your window, Scott, and saw Trish, Kathleen, and you at the end of the driveway with your dog? No, I think I'm drinking again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> exactly. That wouldn't scare you? What are you doing in my yard? That would scare me, buddy. <laughs> Pour me another one. That's all that, I need. That would certainly scare the hell out of my wife. Uh, us, the sequel. Yeah. The Scotch Shannon Drinking Years. I'm pretty sure I found our DA of the day, and that would be Andre Zeskov. He's 27 years old. He was busted at the airport in Indonesia because he was smuggling an orangutan. He drugged this poor little animal and put him in a suitcase. A two-year-old male. Wow, that's a pretty Aww. big. They're a pretty big animals. They had to. He had to fold him up in there. Yeah. That's horrifying. He's trying to get out any which way but loose. <laughs> <I can't. laughs>
<laughs> Come on, that was a movie starring Clint Eastwood and an orangutan. Clint Eastwood? Yes. He was in that? I thought it yes. was. Oh, wow. What do I know? Wow. Uh, nobody still laughed, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're yes, still, are now we're still getting crickets out of that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Clint Eastwood. Look I'm amazed up. that I didn't know that was Clint Eastwood in that. You wow, know what? Right. No matter what the story takes, him you down a peg the, in my mind. No matter how good the show's oh, going. Oh, because I put a historical, you hilarious, actually, <laughs> you can tragic bring story it to involving primates. <laughs> Just <laughs> it's like a big train going down the track, and all of a sudden, kaboom, man. <laughs> and that's why we love him so much. Yeah. <laughs> but you got a special talent. <laughs> this Andre, the Russian, yeah. he uh, took along baby food and allergy pills because he fed those to the orangutan to make him sleep. Poor little thing was folded up in a suitcase. Jeez. This idiot could go to prison for five years and a $7,000 fine. Wow. Where was he taking him? Home. Make money. I probably going to sell him. Yeah. You know, probably. Yeah, they're, they're not easy to manage. Avarice. I mean, they get really big. So he also had two live geckos and five lizards. Jeez. Did he drug that? those too? I don't know. I don't know. They I, get pretty quiet. The they're not big they eat them. Right. No, yes. exactly. Now, the funniest weatherman in America... You feel lucky? <laughs> Go ahead, punk. Make um, my uh, day. Yeah, see, it's just the comedy never starts. Yeah, show's going along good. Patty's got everything. Brad's got a good story. Brad's got the story about the uh, Uber driver, and then here comes John. No, that's from Sue. That's traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my thunder. Here comes Johnny Weather. <laughs> Putting the brakes on. Ah, you're getting too funny. I gotta stop everything. The big deal with Sophie was she just got engaged to Joe Jonas. And while Brad was doing the interview, somebody came in and interrupted it, right? Yeah, Maisie Williams popped up. She's Aria in the show, and she is the you know, sort of the, the chief Stark assassin. She's tiny but kills a lot of people. But How are you? It's been five years. It's since been a, a long time. time. Oh, the good old days. The good old days, five oh, years ago. She was wild in those days. We had some wild nights Wild together. nights. It was you know, full of fun and games. Just looking at yeah. you makes me feel hungover. Yes, I it just <laughs> takes me back. Me too. Sansa, woman, will you wake up in like 20 years and she'll pop into your head and go oh she wasn't a bad chick she was a good lady yeah probably i think i'll think of her every day yeah i think i will she's been with me every day for 10 years she's gonna stay with me i think the parts about her that you love i just love her resilience i think that's one of her like most redeeming qualities is just how she can go through just about anything put under the most arduous tests and yet she comes out on top and stronger than ever your little sister aria she's a a butt kicker. She yeah. can. Uh, she's like turned into your. There you, she is. Described you as a butt kicker. She's a butt kicker. Yes. Yes. Do you feel that you are the butt kicker of the Stark family now? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We all kick a lot of butt. But you physically kick butt. Yeah. I think I like emotionally on the butt. She puts the foot on the ass. I don't do that. <laughs> She's I the don't butt do kicker. that. You're the butt kicker. I'm the butt kicker. Did it feel good to become the butt kicker in life throughout the season? Honestly, it's been a dream of mine for a really long time, and uh, yeah, I'm really proud to say that I am the butt kicker. 
<laughs> I'm going to go because this phrase is making me feel weird. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Well, that was a hard-hitting interview, wasn't it? It was. Well, riveting. Sophie, well done, <laughs> darling. You're a top two. So I'll pick myself up from under the bar table next time. I'll pick you up from under the bar. Sophie Turner. How about that? Nobody can deliver a word like riveting like a Brit. The way <laughs> she said that, you knew that was an insult. It's no, no, dripping. Yeah, it's a dripping an insult. She, it just was dripping. <laughs> but she did like him very much. Yeah. Yeah. She was good. Well, well what yeah, but when you hear the line, just looking at you makes me feel hungover. <laughs> <laughs> so that that same day, the, the day after you did that, they announced that she and uh, Maisie was going to be her, not really? best Maid woman. Maid of honor. Maid of honor. Really? I just say best woman. Isn't it great that's the true? Like you, you see all publicity, life. them together, and you don't think they're that friendly. It's just for the show, but yeah. they're actual best yeah, friends. They're yeah, buddies. I love yeah. that. Lovely. Ah, the history of Brad Blanks <laughs> flowing by. <laughs> Just looking at it makes me feel hungover. Oh, sorry, Scott. <laughs> Sunday night, HBO Game of Thrones is back. Brad Blanks knows every single person on that show. He's interviewed just about every one of them. Yeah, I did some great interviews. I, I caught up with Hodor. Hodor was a, a huge a character. Guy, in the show. Right? Yeah, unfortunately, Hodor passed uh, a few seasons back, but he's still beloved. I interviewed him on a chair. He was sitting on a chair. He's a, he's a big guy, so I couldn't. How big? Mm- He's <laughs> clocks in about 400 pounds. That's Whoa. a big guy. Yep. Big guy. That's yep. a big guy. So we'll hear from him coming up. Also, another big guy I caught up with, the Hound. What's the Hound The do? Hound is a, you know, like a, a sort of a, another huge guy who just is a menace throughout. So yeah, Keep track of the Hound. Yeah, he was a really bad guy who's become a really good guy. That's right. Oh, right. Yeah, so he's a critical guy. But my favourite, the Red Witch. A lot of people seem to hate her because she's sort of uh, done a lot of bad things. But she actually brought Jon Snow back to life, and that's something that I love about this woman. Coincidentally, she's actually uh, best friends with Seth Meyers. Really? Yeah, this is a... She's the Red a, Witch and Seth Meyers? Yeah, which is fascinating in itself. Yeah, yeah. so she's a, a Dutch woman who was just uh, stumbling along the Game of Thrones red carpet when I chatted to her. Oh, I love your uh, Seth Meyers story, how you and him are friends. Yeah, and he actually got me onto this whole thing. Really? Well, he, I just remember him when I got the, the invitation for the audition... I texted him and I said, do you think that's something for me? Like, uh, Because I knew he was a bit of a fantasy fan. And he's like, well, yes, of course, do it. Because he read the books and everything. So he sort of pushed me into um, going for it. Your girl, she's, last year she had some, she created turning points, Melisandre. She creates turning points in the show, doesn't she? why you call her a girl. Yeah, yeah. No one has said that before. <laughs> bitch, <laughs> I've heard a lot. Bitch. said what she did to the little girl on the flame. It wasn't nice, no. You've done some crazy things. What are you most proud of, your character? What's your What your character's done? I just hope that, I mean, I can only hope that she's a three-dimensional character and she's mysterious. You probably liked that I got Jon Snow back to life, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, you did. You brought that back. You're so welcome. I love you. She's pretty perky, isn't yeah, she? She's good. She's, she's, pretty, she's got you figured that. Were yeah. you running the interview or yeah, was she? She was running She was. It. That murderer is pretty perky. <laughs> That's right, yes. <laughs> she's done some bad things. She put Done. bleaches on uh, people's bodies and stuff. And, uh, yeah. She killed a little girl. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah. Nah, right. Well, that goes. <laughs> Family show. Family show. That's just a little too far for me. Take back the perky. Killed a little girl, too. All right. Hey, Scott, you know that girl you like? She killed a little girl. In the show. Burned her alive, actually. All right. That gets worse. She's a witch. But she's perky. Seven. This is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. On the birthday of Melissa Joan Hart.
Sabrina the Teenage Witch. That's something you used to watch when you were... Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Who well, that show? Yeah. I yeah. mean, kids watched it and so we were and... So I'm looking over her when she was... When there. I was a kid. <laughs> That was yeah, on. like many, many moons ago. <laughs> that, wasn't on? The... that was on a long back time then, ago. Right? <laughs> well, no, I mean, because she's only like, what, 40, 41? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Good. 41. Right? That's how I used to watch Miley. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what got into you today. You're really. I'm trying to figure out what, what did you watch in those days that you were. <laughs> I was a young adult. <laughs> yeah, really. Not a teenager. Patty's over there trying to train wreck everything here. Yeah, that's me, Scott. I'm always train wrecking everything. Jeez. <laughs> oh, next thing I need is one of those Elliot jokes. No, well, no, 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 no. Okay, no, he's no, on the no, attack. No, no, he's on the attack against us. Don't do it. You don't have my mic on, so it's a no problem. <laughs> I can hear you, though. That I whole can... last segment with the naked teenagers, I had so much material, but my mic was off. <laughs> was it really? It's a good yep. place. Aww. How about this headline? Train Woman wreck. hits man with his own prosthetic leg after he dumped her. I feel like this is a story we've heard. It's no, What is that a thing? No, no, no. I, no, I know. It's a new version of the story. You've... How about she starts beating him with his own leg? Yeah, well. I guess there was some drinking involved in that, too, right? You think? Jeez. That's what Hopefully I'm he was unarmed. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Okay, you can turn the mic back on. See what I mean? All right. I'm Team Scott Scott now, John. Patty's back. I'm with you, John. I loved it. Patty's back in the air chair, ladies and gentlemen. I like it. I like it. I like it. Did you hear about these guys from their students at a college in Oregon? Uh huh. And they had a scam going. They would. Order these fake iPhones from China, uh-uh. and they would they would take them and then send them back to Apple for exchanges. And when they got the <sighs> new ones, they sent the real ones back to China for resale. And the two guys had one of their moms put the money in an account, so they didn't have the money, but they had access to the account. Wow. That was in China. Wow, wow, wow. They made close to a million dollars doing wow. this. Really? Yeah. Well, they've got a future once they get out of yeah. prison. Yang Yang Zhao and Quan Zhang, who are in the U.S. on student visas. For now. Told the news. <laughs> yeah, for now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> told the Oregonian newspaper that they would be vindicated. Oh, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. We've heard that before. Yeah. yeah. For Ying Yang. <laughs> No, it's Yang Yang. Oh, Yang Yang was the oh, Yang, 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 Yang Yang and Quan. They told prosecutors that Apple never informed them that the phones were stolen or counterfeit, but they knew they were. They handed in over 2,000 iPhones for replacements. Wow. Wouldn't somebody keep track? Apple yeah. Apple more sophisticated? They got yeah. too much money. Too much money. Yeah, Apple. it's just whatever. Yeah, just whatever. toss it in the back. Yeah. We'll send them yeah. another Penny send them a new one. Pennies to me. Send them a new one. Send them a new one. Hey, wait a minute. That's that guy Yang Yang again. <laughs> Yang Yang. Wait, Yang Yang. Yang Yang gets a lot of bum phones. <laughs> you got bad luck that Yang Yang. Keep yeah. dropping it. Poor Yang Yang. We, gotta, know. Man, we feel sorry for Boy, Yang Yang. Send him some more. Yang Yang. Yang send Yang. him the new iPhones. Send him some more. How about that?
they would ship them over to China, where I guess they had a you know an accomplice. Those guys are geniuses. They'll be fine. Nine hundred thousand dollars. It's a sad thing about it all. Yeah. Yeah, but they may be going away for a while. Yeah, they'll go away a little bit. Yang Yang was the fall guy. This is a bigger thing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> My found this story from England. A farmer in Sussex was driving home by 11 o'clock at night, and he saw a dead fox on the side of the road. Mm. He stopped his car. Now, keep in mind, he's not a veterinarian or anything else. He's a farmer. He stopped his car to see if the fox was okay. The fox was dead. It was a female, but he could feel her stomach moving. Uh-oh. Babies. He ran back to the car, got a knife, cut its stomach open, and found four little cubs. Aww. They were so small, he put them in his pockets. Mm-hmm. Really? Keep them warm. Yeah, and took them home. 11.45 at night, he did the C-section and got the four baby foxes out. That truly is what farmers do. They do, they're pretty, you say they're not veterinarians, they do everything. Chris Rolfe, 24, saved their lives. Yeah. How about that? He named them Ginger Biscuit. That's a great name. Hey, Biscuit, (laughs) get over here. Big Tip and Little Tip. And he posted these pictures of the four. They're so cute. Yeah, they're adorable. But the problem is, they. I guess you can't domesticate them. And he's going to train. What they do is they take them to different locations so they get used to unfamiliar territory. Do they have any kind of a surrogate mom? No. no? They take care of them. It says uh, we had to clean them up. And they feed them with a bottle, mm-hmm. like a baby bottle. And sure. when they get to be six months, they release them into the uh, into the wild. Do they play fox on the run for them? <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Uh, you know, sweet fox on the run. Yeah, we Never know. Mind. We got it. Uh, they're eating puppy. <laughs> well, they're eating puppy dog food. Okay. And I guess that's enough of that story. Well, that, congratulations, Roger. Thank you for the whole, ruining the story. Stop the whole thing. If it means anything, that was exactly what happened in uh, season one, episode one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. Dateline, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh huh. Officers with the Indy Police Department are looking for a driver who tried to jump a bridge, Dukes of Hazard style. They encountered a reckless driver Sunday night. He almost hit a uh, patrol car head on. They went after me, refused to stop, and he led officers on a chase to 38th Street. And there's a bridge out there. He went right through the barrier and tried to jump over to the other side like he had the General Lee mm-hmm. right. from a Dukes of Hazard. But he doesn't drive the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard. So. His vehicle flew across and hit the exposed beams on the other side. The driver exited the vehicle and fled on foot. Wow. One foot. Yes. Oh, no. Because he left his prosthetic leg behind and one crock. Yeah. (laughs) He, he puts crocs on his prosthetic leg. Yeah, well, he's going to put shoes on it. What do you want him to do? Wow. You would put a shoe on it. You're not just sure. pulling our leg. <laughs> oh. Oh. Don't encourage him. 
Wow. <laughs> that was funny. They actually sent me a picture of mm-hmm. his leg. I see that. Well, how fast can he go with one leg? If Not he, fast I mean, enough. <laughs> well, actually, he got he's away. lucky he's alive. And guess what? He left his passenger in the car. Oh. What? And, and he got the, away. The passenger was supposed to be on house arrest. But he cut off his ankle monitor. Sounds like a great couple of guys to ride around with. (laughs) Any meth-filled balloons pop out of either of these guys? No, 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 no. The passenger told police the driver is a one-legged man. No kidding. Thank you for that valuable information since his leg is sitting over in the the seat. Worked for Harrison Ford. They say they're going to track him down. Any more funny jokes, John? (laughs) I'm just shocked that the guy's alive, that he had a passenger, and that he was uh, driving a late model Kia. (laughs) (laughs) Tell you what, you ought to carry Sue around with you. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Bring her over the TV set. (laughs) Brad Blanks is here, and he's been out and about talking to one of, I think, one of the more talented young ladies on television. She's kind of breaking out. She started out on Dancing with the Stars, and now she's turned into a judge on America's Got Talent. Tell us about Julianne. Oh, Howe. she was fantastic last night on the premiere of the show. She's a judge. She's uh, you know, she swings between being a tough judge and a wonderful judge. And lovely young lady. I caught up with her at a party last week. Juliana Huff, you're a judge. Uh, yes, I am. I am a judge on America's Got Talent. I can see that you might be a really mean judge. You know, I, actually, it's interesting because I'm super honest. I, I'm actually very direct and honest when I when I have something that I that I see that I love or that I don't necessarily love. But I feel like that's um, that's what I would want if I was pouring my heart out. I would want somebody to be, to be really honest with me. So you got to take me back because uh, my boss uh, Scott Shannon, he loved the girls' trip you did where you posted the photos on Instagram on a lake. With our little moons? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we were on a boat drinking, so that's that's the honest to God truth. <laughs> well, and there was a full moon, so we had four full moons. Yeah, so just celebrate the moons. Awesome. No worries. Hey, great to see you. Challenge, you might have had a couple of cocktails when you interviewed her. <laughs> I was a little bit wobbly, actually, yes. No, I'm not talking about you. Or her. her? <laughs> I think that's just her. Remember I think that, she's just so full of energy. That, remember that picture, though? They were on a boat. We and remember it, it well, Scott it was Some sort of a party. They had bikinis on. They dropped the bikinis, and they, they were very tasteful. They're just so... Yeah, very just, tasteful. I remember you saying how cute they looked. I'm like, cute? <laughs> I don't know about cute. <laughs> well, it just showed the tip. Of the really? BC, yeah. there was a picture just, I that I brought in yesterday. It was, I think it was I got it offline, and it was really cute. Julianne Huff, <laughs> who was a pretty girl, remember she used to be on Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. She had a crew of uh, of her friends, like her posse, yeah. and they were on a yacht on Lake Tahoe. Did you see this, John? Did you see the picture? Mm-mm. And it was called it's their butts. Four <laughs> Moons Over. Uh, it was. Four moons over Tahoe, I think. Uh, yeah. I like, think I'll be looking that up. And right now. it's not vulgar. <laughs> I don't think they're on a boat, As and they thought it would be cute because there was a full moon. They had their bikini bottoms off, but they're on their stomachs, and they just show yeah. half of their tail. Brad, right? looking at it, oh, cute might not be the word you want to. <laughs> and we voted. We decided it probably would not be the, in our best interest to put that up on the Facebook page. Mm. Isn't it cute? Oh. <laughs> 
No, not cute. Oh, I guess I'm the only one who thinks they're cute. The bare asses are cute. No, it's not. I mean, it's amazing. I'm clearly in the minority. All right. Maybe it's not cute. Sean, I'd like to get your opinion on this. Maybe I'll yeah, find one person. Yeah, he needs to see it. Looks like a bike rack. That's all I need right now. I love that. I love that, Brad. Looks like a bike rack. Cute. Yeah. A cute bike rack. Yeah. How come it's okay for you to say bike rack? And you get on me for cute. Because cute makes it seem so innocent, and it's really not so innocent. innocent. Okay. Okay. Oh, you've never done anything you regretted when you were out drinking? No, not like that. No. You're not going to find pictures. You were just telling us how cute it was earlier in the show. What? Getting frisked at TSA? No. No, I didn't say that was cute. (laughs) (laughs) I said that was irritating. Hey, John, did you do anything for the New York Post? I just try to stay out. Of the New York <laughs> That's Post. That's the only Eight, thing. Six. I'm wondering. I thought maybe you might be writing for him because uh, uh, this article about the ice cream trucks. Yes. It says officials started their crackdown by scooping up oh, I 46 it. trucks. Yes. Uh, see, the vehicles being held in the sheriff's office custody yard. <laughs> the owners face a rocky road to get them back. And they'll have to pay off a mound of summons topped with a sprinkling. And it goes on and on. I thought maybe you would. That is just the cherry on the top. Oh, Oh, look at you go. Don't cone me in. (laughs) They're in custody. I know. (laughs) That's my favorite. This is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show Podcast. Here's today's mystery movie. Look at me. Sure. Look at me. Sure. I'm the captain now. Look at me. All right. Brad, you got it already, huh? That's a great movie. (laughs) All right. It's a special birthday edition of the big show and the mystery movie. Good for tickets to see Lionel Richie and his tour called Hello. It's the Hello Tour. (laughs) That's a boat move. That's a boat move. (laughs) Clue number two. Wow. God, did you think that would become folk radio folklore? No, thanks to Opie and Anthony. They really loved that Scott and Todd show, didn't they? We had a lot of fans, but those two weren't two of them. Yeah. You got your CBS FM home of Louie Louie goes to the movies, and here's today's special birthday edition. Look at me, sure. Look at me, sure. I'm the captain now. We're headed to Brooklyn, and Kenneth is on the line for us, Scott. Hello, Kenneth. Hi, how are you? We're fantastic. What is that movie? I think it's that uh, boat movie. <laughs> Okay. Right. Smart you know, ass. That's really funny, Kenneth. I have a lot of things on my mind from time to time in that particular day back in 2008 or whenever it was. I couldn't think of the name of the movie, so I called it the boat movie. What is the real name of the boat movie? 
That was Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips. He yeah. played Captain Richard Phillips. Brad, didn't the guy that was, wasn't even an actor no, win? they pulled him off the streets and he, he got an Oscar nomination. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the teeth on that guy. Yeah, they lots, were, of, lots of teeth. They were summer insane. teeth. Some were going that way and some were going the other way. Exactly. All right, Ken, congratulations. You got your Lionel Richie tickets because you knew the boat movie. Robin Thicke. Yeah. Blurred Lines. Great song. And when that song came out, they had a video, and it starred a topless woman. <laughs> and uh, her name Barely. was Emily Ratajkowski. Mm-hmm. And she has since parlayed her uh, figure into becoming an actress. Right. She, well, she got her start on iCarly. She was Gibby's girlfriend. I'd never heard of her till she did this video. Well, you yeah. didn't watch iCarly. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a problem. And I'm sure it was out of my house. Big but her first big break was Gone Girl, where yeah. she played the girlfriend. Yeah, the college student yeah. who left her panties in the office. <laughs> well, remember her panties. red yeah. panties? <laughs> Don't you hate it when they do that? <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, stay tidy. Yeah, that didn't happen on iCarly, I think. You <laughs> no, know, it was not. You're right, The little chubby kid. At least that we know of. <laughs> yeah. Brad is wired. He knows everybody. And oh, she's yeah. doing a new flick, right? Yeah, that's right. It's a little film called Lying and Stealing. She sort of is the star of this. So, you know, they have to still... She has to jostle for position in this movie star ranking system. But mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's getting ahead in the game. Because she's not afraid of work. She's a huge that's right. internet. That's right. She's an Instagram star. She has twi- so she, her main cashola is uh, making money through selling swimwear and bikinis, and she has twenty three point five million yep. followers on Instagram. Scott, wow. amazing. Yeah, very, very serious interview, Scott. Because I wanted to keep it straight here. Is it going to be in theaters everywhere? Yeah, it might be in one theater, maybe. All right, good. Lying and stealing is the name All of the right. movie, and and she has a new dog as well. Brad and. Yeah. Emily Ratajkowski. Hey, Emily. How are you? Good to see you. All right. So what kind of woman is she? She's all kinds of women. She's a redhead. She's a blonde. She's got, she speaks Italian at one point. She's, um, she's kind of a multifaceted lady who knows, knows how to use her acting. And what's your dog's name? Columbo. Columbo. How did you name it Columbo? I don't know. Right. Like, I just like, we, we, it sounded right. It sounded like the legend Columbo, Columbo. you know? Cuddly? Cuddly yeah, dog? Yeah, he is cuddly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, well, lucky dog. Well done. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank right. you Thanks, so Emily. Much. Thank That's you. a cute little dog. He's adorable. Brad, you showed me a video yeah. of it. Jeez, you'd love it's to cute. be that dog, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. Just do some cuddling. <laughs> With right, the swimwear. Sicko. That's enough out of you, sicko. <laughs> We're talking about Prime Day. They say that Amazon's online purchases go up like 50% or more. Yeah. Thanks to people like, like Lightbulb over there. They got it going, right? <laughs> and it lasts till 3 a.m. our time, midnight California time tonight. How many so. different purchases have you made? Well, yesterday I was under $200 in purchases. Today I'm under 100 so you're, it. again, taking work time <laughs> to buy, yes. as is every other American, I guess. More time she takes is fine with me. How many blenders? <laughs> Scott, Scott. I didn't get the blender, but I got the you know air fryer. I went right over. I'm a considerate boss. <laughs> oh, my God. Sure, Ron, I'd yours. like to sit in his office and do it. He's happy. CBSFM. <laughs> Saturday, the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 11 landing on the moon. And, of course... Brings back memories of my grandma, Chris. Like I told you this before, she basically raised me. My mother had me when she was 17. Right. Wow. And, uh, Baby. You don't come with a handbook. <laughs> no, you don't. Grandma we Chris, should. Grandma Chris <laughs> yeah. had some experience. Yeah. 
So she always told me, she said, that never happened. That was in a warehouse, A&P warehouse out in the <laughs> North. I can't remember the North or South Dakota. She said, we didn't do that. You can't walk on the moon. Did you see CBS Sunday morning? I did not see it this they, week. It was a whole long thing about the moon. Great. And I thought about you because they talked about how a lot of what was seen on TV were recreations. Because what? obviously they didn't have great cameras and they certainly didn't have them as they approached the moon. I thought about your grandmother. <laughs> like, boy, this is fodder for the people who think I'm it glad. never happened. You know what? God bless her soul. <laughs> <laughs> they even said that as as it was landing, they realized that it was landing inside this crater with all these like car-sized rocks in it. And so on TV, they said it was landing, but it was actually moving about a half mile away from the crater. So it landed oh, at wow. a different time than they told us. It did? At, yes. So there are all kinds of things. It was a fascinating oh show. God. Oh, my gosh. CBS Sunday Morning, my favorite news show on television. It was still a very uh, unbelievable uh, accomplishment. Oh, yeah. Oh, it, when you go out phenomenal. at night and you look up in the sky and you see that big moon up there. And these guys were walking on it. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. And then had to get back. Yeah. Um, That's the thing. <laughs> See, like, I would do it if they could guarantee me. So yeah. we just did a podcast on this yesterday, and Paul Murnane, who works over at CBS AM, right. told us that um, President Nixon had actually a completely prepared speech in case they couldn't get off oh, the moon. Oh, wow. In which he talked about, you know, that they had gone there for the good of the country, and now their legacy would be that they would rest there forever. It was this long thing written by a great speechwriter that he never thankfully had to use. And they had but, to keep them quarantined for a couple of and days. And the Daily News had a whole issue devoted to what had happened if the thing failed and what would happen oh, to this wow. guy. Yeah. They, they had it all ready to go? Sure, it's like obituaries. They have yeah. them ready to go. Man, we we should storm Area 51. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> all right, good. That's a big, nobody's going out there. Well, we'll uh, I think there'll be some people out there. Especially when the government came out and says, come on, we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And then they look into some of those people who are investigating you. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, it's oh, just a joke. Can't it was you, just a joke. Don't, don't you know a joke when you hear one? Radio.com. Every so often we tell you about these dream jobs, you know, like raiding swimming pools or sampling barbecue. They have all these different jobs available. Oh, yeah. There's a, a job available in southern New Jersey. and uh, Exotic. <laughs> you have to study bird butts. Bird butts? Bird butts. Uh -huh. bird butts. Okay. And this is a dream? <laughs> well, yeah, this is a nightmare maybe, job. Maybe it's a nightmare job. At any time, deadly viruses could wipe out millions of people. Oh, it keeps getting oh, better. Yeah. Many of the viruses are carried by birds. In their yes. butts? Yeah. That's what yeah, they, of course. They, they well, in their droppings, them. yeah. Yeah, they but they're find. saying you study the butts, not just the droppings. That's where the droppings come from, Patty. Right, but why do you have to, why can't you just pick up the droppings and study those? Why do you have you to gotta, study the butts you itself? you got to wipe the butt. Too, to see if the bird's carrying the virus. You get overtime pay for that. What yeah. do you do? I mean, how do it's you do that? Take a Q-tip? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have the job. Well, <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> I, you brought it up. But I want to know the specifics well, if I'm going to go them. for this. I'll give you the number. You okay. can call them and say, I need to know about your bird butt. Right. You have ruffled Patty's feathers. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. <laughs>
I thought it was just get along Thursday. <laughs> Keep your beak out of this. <laughs> oh, this sounds foul. Every... <laughs> you too. You two oh, love to do this. I love it. I got to sit here and be humiliated by you two. <laughs> don't foul up. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know where the Delaware Bay is. Sure, of course. Ooh, that is where pretty. the big Delaware Memorial Bridge. Yeah, is that yeah. by the nest? Silence again, two days I, in a row. You know what? That's a hint for you. <laughs> yeah, Keep right my there. mouth shut today. Yeah. Anyway, this job is available. They have these, uh, I guess they're intern researchers. Yes. You have to- I have two quick questions. You do not need a degree or an advanced degree. No. And what does it pay? I don't know the pay. They have not okay. revealed that yet. But if you go to the website there. Why would you need pay with that fabulous job? Well, you know, Patty, somebody who loves being outside, somebody right. who loves birds. Yes. I mean, this could be a dream job. Yeah, I you think Scott's to, onto something. You actually take samples from yeah. the bird How do you Oh, just the dew. You don't have to get the no, bird. No, but you have to actually be there when it's dropped. So you have to watch the wow. bird. Wow. So, but butt. you don't have to touch the bird's butt? No, I don't think so. Okay. You have to look oh, at it, but you okay. don't have to touch it. You got to get to know them first (laughs) (laughs) they don't let you do that on first look i want some sunflower seeds so (laughs) hanging out in montreal oh i I called patty to see how the uh rick springfield show went in the park Uh and who answers patty's phone John Elliott. The redhead with all of the embarrassing secrets. <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon. He goes, Patty, come on over and talk to Scott. Your top's over by the pool. Let me hook it for you. <laughs> it was really a, more of an indictment on Patty. Yeah, I guess it was, actually. Skinny dipping in her pool. Yeah, right. <laughs> and the next thing I know, he's right there on the phone. In his speedo. Can't trust him. Barge it and throw him. How's it feel under that bus, Scott? <laughs> I'm under here. I'm under, I'm under the bus. <laughs> what, a, what a day, man. If I could tell you all the stuff I had to go through trying to get here. I know. I felt so badly very painful. for you. I missed yesterday. I sat in the uh, Montreal plane station. Plane station. The plane station. At the airport. <laughs> plane station. Thinking about the train the station. station. <laughs> I sat in the airport for, let's see, one, two, three, four. On Canada. track four. One, two, three, four, five. Delta. Eight. <laughs> about eight hours I spent there. Yeah. In Canada, they don't throw you out if you're disrespectful to the people behind the desk. So really? you got disrespectful? No, I did not, but I witnessed people who were upset. I mean, it was screaming. And it's not there. Two pilots are standing there trying, you know, they want to fly home too. It's my understanding you attempted to speak French at the gate. Does that happen to you? Can you give us an example? Parlez-vous français? Well, everybody there speaks two languages. Well, yes. I barely speak one. So once you say parlez-vous français, they start talking to you in French. Then they really like me. (laughs) Get out of my plane station. You know what? You know what's so funny is that they can tell by looking at you what you are. Yeah. They can tell you're not from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can tell they're from there, so it only stands to reason. They had a uh, ground hold at LaGuardia, and all these people were lined up. You know, they thought they were the only ones that had to get home, and they were Of course. You people of Delta, you lied to us. You said it was an equipment failure. I mean, there was a bunch of people who were just really outrageous and up. 
You feel bad for the people behind the counter. They had nothing to do with it. There were delays across the upper part of this country and on up into Canada. So you were not the only ones that were suffering. That was bad. Had a ground hole. And finally, we got on a plane around 11.30 at night. I've been there since 4.30. Get on the plane. Everybody's going home. They're so happy. They're headed to LaGuardia. You're sure you're going to be here for the show? I uh, texted Ross. Don't worry. I'll be there. You don't have to go in. And then all of a sudden, the pilot comes on and says, uh, all right, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, our flight's been canceled. On the tarmac. On the, uh, oh, wow. And at midnight, you're going down and recovering your bags and going to a hotel. Yeah. Anyway. Well, at least you could get to a hotel. Yeah. Well, they Sleeping in the... Yeah, I got to bed about 1.30. Uh, uh, Had to get up early the next morning trying to make in it. In order to sit in the plane you know, station. <laughs> that's what happens. That's what uh, air travel's like now. <laughs> I'm happy to be back home with my f- most of my friends here on the big show. Louie Louie's here. He's still with me. We got tickets to see Brian you Adams. I heard what he said about you. Yet. Brian <laughs> Adams and Billy Idol. It's the uh, first ever U.S. co-headlining tour. It's the early morning. Brain Buster, what you got, Louie? Give it to me. What's the proper name for uh, airport in Canada? All right, now that's not the question. <laughs> Wise ass. Now, we were talking about the big Rick Springfield concert when it was about 110 degrees out in the park in Long Island. We were concerned about Sue actually going after him and physically mm-hmm. possessing him. Uh-huh, yeah. Physically and, possessing him like a demon? or <laughs> Take your pick. Let's just Interpret say it was, whichever way you want. It was hot and it was steamy. And it oh, wait, a, that was the weather. Yeah, that was near him. <laughs> you know, to see him jump around. He just went through that audience, stepping on people's chairs and coolers. Brad, and didn't you say that he is like really into like running and that kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, he's a fitness freak. He's a and fitness freak, yeah. His arms were all chiseled. Yeah. Veins popping, like muscular. How do you stay? and shape yeah. like that. It's really... Well, like Brad said, he goes yeah. at it. That's the first one of those events that Louis ever missed because he had a previous engagement. We put together this great contest that would involve a listener of the big show. Right. And uh, Weird Al Yankovic, who is one of his two favorite musical artists. Mm-hmm. And you had a uh, winner who got to have dinner and hang out with you and uh, Weird Al backstage. Yeah, this kid, Stephen Georgie, amazing kid. Yeah. He was so excited. Him and his brother came to Forest Hill Stadium, and he got the VIP treatment for Weird Al. They got that through Blythdale, the through auction Blythdale. at Blythdale, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is Blythdale, wonderful. Yeah. yeah, We had a, one of those auctions, and it was a great deal. So was Weird Al nice there, but He was amazing. He gave the guy, Stephen, extra time, just him and his brother. They went to his bus, yeah. and he had his whole crew with him. He had stormtroopers taking pictures with him because he does all the Star Wars parodies. Right. The kid said after he was done, best he could have ever imagined. It was such a great night for him. So. Louis said after his marriage, his babies, and working for Scott Shannon, this was the greatest day of his life. <laughs> I'm, I'm revitalized. I'm a new person. On Happy. top of that, last week we had Steve-O from uh. Jackass in here. He was doing Caroline's. He came by, for those of you who missed the show. Mm. And uh, Louis bonded with him because they have something in common. They're both big Celine Dion fans. Yeah, we got the uh, My Heart Will Go On t-shirt but it's the heavy metal version. <laughs> so yeah, you're ripping Dion a heart. And blood and a like, demon holding <laughs> a heart a, in his a skull. Isn't there a yeah, skull involved, yeah, too? Yeah, it's like a skull demon. Yeah. And it says, my heart will go on, and it's holding, you know, Was he just saying that to be nice to you? No, or? no. So he wore that shirt two days before, and he put a tweet out about it. So I wore mine. 
And we bonded. My name is Louie Louie. My two favorite stars in the whole world, Weird Al and Celine Dion. That's steve And add him to the list. That's now. what a Scott Shannon perfect dinner party, I'd say. I was just thinking about that. They always ask this question in interviews. If you had a special dinner and you could name any two people mm-hmm. in your life, who would you have dinner with? Living or dead? They can be dead like oh, you would be Abraham Lincoln. Oh, really, you think? And you probably <laughs> do. Abraham <laughs> Lincoln and your father or whatever. Right. Bradley when, and Rick for Louis me. If Louie ever did one of those, it'd be like, I'd have Celine Dion and Weird <laughs> Al. And I'd have it's a so- great time. <laughs> I wonder if Celine would have a great time. Weird Al remembered you. Hmm. What? We Ooh. talked about you when we did the meet and greet. Not because I played his songs, but I knew his drummer because he worked for me. Well, he sends his regards. He said, I remember Scott and he was great. And I know he uh, hates me. Yeah, no. <laughs> he has no I idea. Don't, I don't hate him. He owes me $72 <laughs> from, from that one song I recorded. Get out of here. <laughs> this is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show podcast. Brad Blanks is a man about town. He goes to all the big movie yes. openings and he knows all the stars. So they sent him out to cover this uh, opening of a new movie. What was the name of the movie? Uh, I can't even remember the name of it. Let me explain yeah. something to you. Yeah. The reason they invite you there yeah. is to remember the name of the movie. To mention the name of the movie. You yeah. don't even know the name of this no. movie? What's the, yeah. what's the movie about? Uh, no. I, uh, he didn't no, even know yeah, that. struggling with that, too. Struggling with that, yeah. Wow. You're quite the reporter. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they're glad they gave you a spot on the red carpet. I hope yeah. they're yeah. listening. Well, you know, I've been to so many red carpets, and I just turn up there. I love interviewing people. Now, did you know who you were talking to here? In, in this occasion, not really. I was attracted to this man because he had really wild hair. Jewelry. I've seen the picture, and yeah. if anyone watches The Simpsons, he's got a haircut like Sideshow Bob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly what he looks but like. But he looks super cool, and I love talking to cool people so I can learn a little bit. Cool. So you hadn't seen the movie. Movie, nor did you know the name of the That's movie. Right. So, so you thought this guy was one of the big stars right. in the movie. That's right. And now let's begin. What's your name? Rob Anderson. Rob, how are you, sir? Nice to meet you. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you. Uh, I want to interview because you look very cool tonight. The stuff going on. Yeah. What is your occupation? Oh, I play in the NFL. Really? Who for? New York Jets. You're a Jets man. Yeah, yeah. What position? Wide receiver. Oh, really? Yeah. What's your last name? Anderson. Oh. Legend, jeez. All right, look at you. Very out of shape. I thought you were like a rapper. What happened no, to your no, voice? No. You know, um, all right. What happens to you in the sort of summertime? You lay off the ribs and the beers and you just run? <laughs> yeah, me, you know me. I'm, I can eat whatever. You feel me? I'm really? small. So, yeah, it don't really make a difference for me. When you wake up every morning, do you have to hit the gym or do you hit the track what, is yeah. for speed? Mixed or both. You are run, doing sprints and... Yeah, 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 yeah all that. Now, um, the hairdo, <laughs> this is obviously not for football season, this amazing uh, hair. It's for football too it's, it stays like this how does how does how's your hair stay like this man it just do so you put the helmet on and it, it just, just do pops back yeah right unbelievable it's very good Thanks. what's the inspiration for this hairdo uh you know it's just like you know where i'm from you know we wear hair like this oh, florida yeah. Broward county oh, right all right so the Broward county lads are all wearing this yeah yeah lads yeah aussie boy yeah lovely to meet you you're a good man appreciate it. watching you smash it this season come on you got a good coach you got the quarterbacks on fire you need to buy him some dinners or something you get sam donald to throw that ball to you right yeah nice to meet you what a good guy. He can't get away from you fast enough. Do you hear that? I got to get out of here. I don't know who it is. I'm looking at a picture of him. He looks like you could snap him in half. I know. He's tiny. He's tiny. No body fat. Let me tell you what. That kid's fast. I'll bet. 
I'm going to hear the end of this. So something, you get Sam Donald to throw that ball to you, right? Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. He's done. John, you've done a lot of interviews. Don't you think that guy said to himself, I got to get okay. away from this idiot. Yeah. Right. Take a hint, lad. I'm out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and you, you said, oh, the guys in uh, Broward County. No, he said, no, the lads. Yeah, Bro- Broward County lads. All right, so the Broward right? County lads are all wearing this. Yeah, yeah, lads. Yeah, Aussie boy. Yeah. Well, lovely yeah. to meet you. You're a good man. Appreciate it. Watching you smash it this season. Come on. you got a good coach. you got the quarterbacks on fire. You need he's, to buy him some he's dinner. He's walking away right get now. Sam Donald to throw that ball to you, right? Yo, nice to meet you. Get out of here. Nice to meet you. That's in the Hall of Fame right there. And you know what? You realized you didn't know what room you were in. The lights were out. And then when you said... Who are you with again? Hello, my God, you're a football player. (laughs) My voice did get very high there, didn't it? What happened to you? Yeah, I think it's that's uh, communicating, showing you know that I was. Have you been recently ruptured or something? No, when he gets excited, that's what he does. Imagine his poor wife. Yeah, Yeah, I know. What's that sound like? I know. That might have been one of the worst things I've ever heard. By the way. I like his demeanor. I thought he was yeah. really nice. Yeah, he was cool. Put yeah. up with your crap. <laughs> Six three, one hundred ninety. Who are pounds. you? What do you do for a what? living? What's your name? What position? What do you do? Oh, you're a legend. <laughs> Wait All a right. minute. I didn't even know who I was or what I do. <laughs> I did a head step at the beginning. What's your name? Rob Anderson. Rob, how are you, sir? Nice to meet you. Yes, sir. Nice to meet you. I want to interview because you look very cool tonight. The stuff going on. Yeah. What he is- knows you don't know who he is. I playing the NFL. Really? Who for? New York Jets. You're a Jets man? Yeah, yeah. What position? Wide receiver. What, what, really? Yeah. What's your last name? Anderson. <laughs> oh, legend. Jeez. Oh, I did it. Look at you. Very out of shape. I thought you were like, hi, uh, I'm, uh, I'm an Australian. Oh. Yeah, I don't have a freaking clue. Let me hear your last name again. Oh, legend. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. Legend. That's really good. That's fantastic. Hey, I like it. Bye-bye. Brad, I know you follow the movies. I am. And try to catch every every one that you think might be entertaining. It looks like Pennywise is still alive and well. Pennywise the Clown, still number one with that It movie. Man, isn't it funny how sometimes I'll... Remember when they used to have the franchise movies? Back in the day? Two and three. Oh, what's that? Right. Yeah. They would never match number one. Right, but now they surpass it. Yeah. yeah. Chapter two... Brought in another $40.7 million. Wow. wow. So J-Lo and her band of ladies didn't beat no. the no. clown. The number two. a lot good. of press for that movie, too. What's that one that was a big flop about the bird? What is that movie? The bird movie? Yeah, just opened up. It's, it's titled The Goldfinch? Yeah, that's oh, it. Right. That a bird. But it's not about a bird. I think it's oh. about a little boy. I saw a picture of a bird. <laughs> <laughs> is that the dog movie? <laughs> No, no, no. no. Hang on. Birds too. <laughs> no. Anyway, that was supposed yeah. to do a lot better, right? I think that's more of an Oscar-style movie. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Don't go see Small it. It's, movies, the, no. it's for the critics. I got I you. think you'll love uh, the Joker movie, Scott. That's oh. your kind of film. Oh, yeah. oh that that'll be yours. So good. I watched the trailer for that. Yeah. Holy crap! Creepy. Yeah. Man, I'm glad that Obi and Anthony aren't still on the air. <laughs>
That'd be all over that place. <laughs> the actual ad I saw in the paper has a picture yes. of a bird. bird. Yes, all right. right. So that's I'm not, not wrong. quite as big no. a dumbass as I But I was impressed. It was a very artistic movie yeah, that you're right. going for. And the other viral video is that iPhone that was dropped into a river in South Carolina. Yes. And it was found 15 months later. And? Erica Bennett was on a river float tour with her family back in 2018. Her phone fell overboard. She had completely forgot about it. She was one of those ones that saves all the text messages from her I'm late... one of those, too. But this was her late father, and the uh, text messages no. were on there. A YouTuber diving in this river found the iPhone at the bottom. Wow. Charged it up. It was working fine. Wow. Uh, hello. Saturday night, I was outside with my new Galaxy, and I walked over to turn the pool lights on, and I was using my uh, phone as a flashlight. Oh, no. And I tripped on the way back and fell in the pool. <laughs> with your phone? With my phone and my clothes on, and the flashlight was still on. In the pool? In the pool. I took it out, and I looked it up, and it said that the, the Galaxy can stay at least half an hour underwater without this any problem. This was 15 months. Yeah, that's kind of weird because I have a friend who dropped her iPhone in the dog bowl last week and she had to get a new phone. It wouldn't go back on. So I'd luck in the draw. Are you going to post the video of Patty falling in the pool? Yeah, I want to see that. that Let me be honest now. What? Uh, Well, you had a little wine going. (laughs) My friend Dave Plotkin was over. There you go. Plotkin. Yeah, Yeah, a little glass of wine. But I have like all these stones around the pool. Hold on, I got to go on and turn no, I wasn't like I that. It was before pool. dinner. Right? Ah! Oh, before dinner. <laughs> Nobody saw it except for me. My husband you and... fell in the damn pool accidentally yeah, with your clothes on. Yes, nobody else saw it, just me. <laughs> 2.1 million people know about it now. <laughs> but they're not looking at me drenched. <laughs> they're thinking it. <laughs> I can't imagine your hair's all matted down. No, I didn't go under... I didn't. Dog. My head didn't go underwater. Oh, you didn't Thank go underwater. Thank God, my hair. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and how about... The phone's got the light on in the bottom of yeah, the pool. Yeah, I'm just looking at it. Wait, going, how'd you get the phone back? Didn't you? It was in, I was in the shallow end. I tripped. I oh. went onto the steps and down went the phone. So I reached down oh, and grabbed okay. it. All right, next up, the Irishman, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, might be the hottest movie of the year. Cannot wait for this. Even one. though it's three and a half hours long, Brad yeah. sat through the whole thing. I loved it. And one you don't, you don't, break. Get, you don't no. get antsy. Or no, anything. I did go to the toilet once. I snuck out, yeah. And I was sitting next to a 79-year-old man, actually, and he, he didn't go during the whole thing. I said, mate, you've got a heck of a bladder there. I had to skedaddle out and you know, didn't yeah, miss a thing. A my daddy yeah, gets his name was Robert De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? The guy gets home. He says, "I got a compliment on my bladder." While I was that movie. No one likes Very nice But what a film! It opened the New York Film Festival. It was the big premiere on Friday night. Now, cost a fortune. Yeah, it cost about 159 million dollars yeah. to make this film. Wow. And that's for the pretty much the cameras because that right. is technology that made De Niro, Pacino, Joe Pesci uh, all look uh, 30, 40 years younger during scenes of the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's amazing. Yeah, did it work? 
Did yeah, the it effect did. work? It did. It's quite amazing to see a young Robert De Niro with, you know, uh, and he had to have blue eyes in this movie because he is the Irishman. Scorsese, they said, was just absolutely adamant that this had to look real. So that's why they it cost so much because he kept pushing the yeah. development of the technology. He sounds like a maniac. How, but about, so, you, yeah, how about you got a whole gang of Italians <laughs> playing Irishmen? Well, one Irishman. It's about the yeah. Italian mob in Philadelphia and they yeah. hire this guy who paints houses and that sort of means that he shoots a lot of people. Uh, De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was an assassin. I don't know what that means. Yeah, mob sorry. language. So paint. if I hire a yes. house painter, I yes. want to shoot people. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so, this is kind of funny. He's talking Talking to Erwin Winkler. Yep. He's in the movie, right? No, Erwin oh. Winkler's one of the most famous Hollywood producers of the last 65 right, so years. He's there. Yeah, he's, he can't walk. He's 90 years of age. I headlock him for a nice <laughs> chat. And then all of a sudden, Martin Scorsese who t- turns up, who never talks to anyone. So you say bye bye, Mr. Winkler. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Push the him out of the old, way. The poor old man might have had a heart attack. <laughs> right. Where'd the guy go? What? Here's what happened. Hello, Mr. Winkler. This movie, it took 10 years to get made, but you persevered and you got it over the line. Well, for me, it's more than a story. It's also the coming together of... Yeah, here he is. Uh, it's it's, Marty it's a coming Hello, together. Marty. What do you want? Oh, hi. Is it a thrill to get this up, Mr. Scorsese, this movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In any movie made. Any movie made, especially this one. The only people who would really back us were Netflix. We're proud of the fact that we're able to tell the full story without worrying about... Without worrying about interference and, and also total financial backing. And the technology's quite important. Technology is amazing. Have you extended De Niro's career? He would like to go another 30 years, he said. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So what so happened to Erwin? Kindness. A 90-year-old man sitting there. Kindness does not outweigh availability. That's right. Listen to this. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Winkler. This movie, it took 10 years to get made, but you persevered and you got it over the line. Well, for me, it's more than a story. It's bye also bye. the coming together of... Yeah, here he is. Uh, it's it's, it's a coming Hello, together. Marty. What do you want? Oh, oh, you still talking, Mr. Scorsese, this movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. What happened to Paul? He didn't even finish his sentence. What about when Erwin chimes in and Scorsese finishes his sentence for him? <laughs> so it's like a story. It's voice. also the coming together of... Yeah, here he is. Uh, this it's a coming Hello, down. Oh, oh, hi. Is it a thrill to get this up, Mr. Scorsese, this movie? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely. Any movie made. Any movie made, especially this one. The only people who would really me? back us were Netflix. We're proud of the fact that we're able to tell the full story. With oh, my God. <laughs> so you're officially how bad Perlin had to pee? Winkler's going to go home and tell his wife if she's still alive. <laughs> got to say, you won't believe what I happened mean, to me tonight. In fairness to Brad... If you have the option to grab Scorsese, you push everybody out of the way. His own mother, he push out of the way. When you say bye, Erwin, nice no, talking to no, you. No, no, here he is. You pull like a George Costanza. Out of the way. All right. So here's the man that uh, hard to do an interview without dropping an f bomb. Robert De Niro, he plays Frank Sheeran, the star of the movie. But I get nervous around him, remember, Scott? He doesn't talk much. I've had a long time trying to get interviews out of this man. I know one time he got two words out of him. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Or three words? Which was it? Did uh, we do a word count? Yeah. Huh? Thank you. Goodbye. Yes. That yeah. was it. Uh-huh. I counted that as a word. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> There's Bobby D. Look at him. 
He looks good. Here's the Irishman. Let's see how this goes. I'm getting a bit nervous. I really want to talk Go to him. In. Bobby Go D. In. People are crowding in. G'day, Stan. Just one question. One, Mr. De Niro, how are you, sir? you got to ask the question. This, this technology, <laughs> this will extend your career in any way? Well, it's the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like to work under this sort of pressure? How did that feel to you? It was all right. No, it was all right. It's just, it was fine. We, we had a, a great time. And it, it was... Um, I could have shot another six months on the movie. Really? You and Pacino up on the screen, how does that go when you enter the scene, you and him going up against each other? No, I had a, a great time with Al and Joe uh, and everybody. I mean... Are you digging deep with him? Been better. What? Are you digging deep in us? Like, We're doing the scene. I don't know. You... <laughs> Are you proud of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look good up there, big thing. Thank you. Thank See you, Mr. D. Bye bye. So, like, 3,000% more words now. Yes. Wow. Wow. That was, really that was considered him. an in depth interview. Yeah, wow. it was. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't smack you, though, somewhere yeah. in the middle of it. Right. It's like, ask the question. And that's the first that thing was, he that said. That was a publicist. you got to ask a question, you big, big lump. Yeah, yeah. Did you go in-depth? I did the scene. Yeah, then he started laughing at me. I know. Right. So here's a guy that's always friendly and nice to talk Wonderful. to. Wonderful. He plays a lawyer in this movie and is, is quite hilarious with De Niro. They Ray, go head-to-head. Ray Romano's turned out yeah. to be a really good, serious mm, actor. Yeah. 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 Who'd have ever thunk it? Ray, good to see you, mate. Yeah, yeah, oh, going yeah. well. Mentally good? Mentally, yeah. mentally, I'm never good. Right. How's the golf swing? I'm less bad right now. The golf? I went golfing this morning. I got three birdies and still didn't break 90. <laughs> what? 90 on the nose. You analyzed it? I've analyzed it every second of my life and, and know nothing. Right. Yeah. Isn't this you're a nervous lawyer or a good guy? Nervous? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's a golfer, though. Um, but how can you not be nervous when you're when you're in this world, you know? De Niro's yeah. across from you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I as just myself, it was the most nerve-wracking thing I've really? Well, until I got to know them, and then they make me feel comfortable. Gotcha. And they start talking to me, and, and I find out they're very warm, warm and friendly. Yeah, they yeah. laugh at your jokes? Well, I don't try to joke too much. Good. <laughs> yeah. Remember when Ray Liotta tried that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good. Ray Romano, see you, mate. So wait, he plays a lawyer? <laughs> That's right, yeah. And what lawyer is, whose lawyer is He's he? the mob's lawyer. He's the mob yeah, lawyer. Yeah, exactly. Okay. De Niro's uh, Frank Sheeran's lawyer. But he's referencing okay. good fellas there. Yeah, funny how. Yeah, funny how. That's right. And Pacino <laughs> plays Hoffa, right? That's right. Pacino's phenomenal in this as yeah. Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah, yeah he's a good actor. <laughs> That's right. Just amazing. <laughs> Thank you. He'll, I bet he appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, he's actually a really pretty good actor. The, the big issue of filming uh, uh, Pacino was when they'd film, he still looked like an 80 year old man when he got off the couch in scenes. Did, really? Yeah, yeah. And he said that at the oh, press conference. Oh, that's interesting. Because yeah, yeah. that so they couldn't fix. They couldn't fix getting off a couch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, I have one follow up question for Ray Romano. I wish I could talk to him. How do you have three birdies? <laughs> And shoot a 90. <laughs> I bet you three putt six green. I gotta tell you, that's terrible. Ray, for God's sakes. 845, good job, Brad. That movie opens up... Uh, November 1st. November 1st. And then Netflix, November 27th. They had to start doing that, putting it in the theaters so they can get nominated for awards, right? That's correct. Yeah. Right. Well, they also needed Netflix to pay for it. They had other studios turn him down because of how much money he was spending with all of this technology. So I like to watch it on Netflix because it's three and a half hours long and I can take a couple yeah, breaks. Yeah, you can pause, you can pause it. it and pee. That's how I like to operate. New York State, I think, 
mm-hmm. is going through all the HR and these big companies. Oh, yeah. And you have this uh, whole test that you have to take. It's all about anti-harassment. You yeah. have to watch almost two hours of movies and commentary and learn from it and then take a half-hour test. You take a yeah. test. And you have to get 100 on that test. I got I got 90. You I, did. Yeah. That's pretty good. If well, wait. If you have to get 100, how did you pass? Well, you got to go back. It. Well, I passed it, so I must have had 100. You I must thought, have had 100. Yeah. I thought yeah. I missed something. <laughs> and then they give you a certificate. <laughs> I got it hanging in my office. Yeah. It's a mandatory anti-harassment training video that you have to watch. And it is goofy. I actually learned a lot from it about what constitutes harassment what, what and what doesn't. What was your favorite part of the video? I love the reenactment scenes. Like, there's this one like guy who thinks he's really cool, and this chick walks into a like a conference room, and he looks at her and he goes, "Ooh, the hotness factor just rose by two hundred percent." And then they ask you, jackass. "Is that sexual harassment?" Yeah, I think so. I like the one where the guy says, hey, she's, oh, my neck hurts. Ooh, you want me to massage yeah. you? Yeah. And there's another she's girl pl- watching. Yeah. <laughs> or about the one, they're in a bar and they've been drinking for hours. Then he's like, want to go back to my place? That's the boss that she's out with, which is the yeah. problem. <laughs> another you can't say, if your co-worker has on a tight pair of pants, you can't say, you got a mirror in there? Because I can see myself in there. <laughs> Remember that? That's another one you can't say, right? I, do these lines ever work? I mean, if somebody looked at, and went, oh, the hotness factor's up, I would just be like, ew. <laughs> Apparently, it works for some people. Yeah. But anyway, you're supposed to know that you shouldn't well, use it at work. With this is, uh, if you read fast, it doesn't make any difference because you can't fast forward it. Yeah, right, no, it timed. tells you, it says uh, you need to spend more time on this page. So you have to wait you until the... Uh, hang out for the hotness yeah. factor to go up. Right. So, so Jim came in my office yesterday and he goes like this. Oh, damn it. I said, what happened? So he took the whole test. It takes a few minutes for your... He di- got impatient. For your diploma to print. And yeah. you hit it. So he hit the wrong button and the whole thing disappeared. He had to go back and start over he again. He had to start over again? Yeah. Two times. Oh, my Lord. Wow. happened to him two times. Just to print the diploma? I think he was exaggerating. I think he probably only did it twice, but he says he did it three times. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. Mm. I don't see him sitting through two hours of that again. (laughs) Got to go back and see the hotness stud one more time. The hotness factor. Radio.com. And speaking of Helen Mirren, uh, Brad Blanks tracked her down recently. Yeah, last night I was at the Good Liar premiere, which is a, a film that comes out and it stars uh, Ian McKellen, Scott. Ian McKellen is like, like yes. oh, love him. That's oh. Gandalf from oh, Lord of the Rings. My God, you don't get bigger than him. He's not a kid either, is he? No, he's, he's coming in at 80, but he's still quite uh, light on his feet. So yeah. this movie, The Good Liar, Patty, I reckon it's your type of movie. It's, it's totally, I love the trailer. Yeah, story. what's it about? It, well, it's a, a psychosexual thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, two people in their 70s that try to find love online. And right. uh, and the man is actually a con artist trying yeah. to take three million pounds from Alan Mirren's character. Yes. 
So, um, now the, uh, interest- and she wants to give it to him. That's right. Well, I'll, like, to me, that sounds like to him. yes, the money. <laughs> the money. Yeah. Oh, to me, Scott, it sounds like a, it sounds like a modern day basic instinct in yes, some ways. Yeah. You got them both yeah. at once. What? Both at once, Scott. Yes. Wow, here's Brad with the stars. Hello, Thanks. hello, sir. And hello, Dame Helen. How are you? We got a, How much? Got a how much sexual tension is in this? Can you explain? Is it out of the gates? Uh, well, uh, oh, we'll be giving way too much to say, but it's there. Absolutely yes. is there. Yes. And it starts with them dating uh, yeah. online and the meeting. And I said, when, when I walked into that restaurant, I saw Betty, as uh, Helen's character is called. I no tension, too. These are people looking for companionship, looking for uh, just someone to get them through the rest of their lives together. So, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, high sexual tension. Right. But they want it's something from they, each they other, don't they? Mm. Which brings the thriller aspect to it? Yes, absolutely. As as one dis- as we discover as we get, uh, travel through the film, yeah. Will I learn something as a young man? Are you a young man? No, not really. I wouldn't have thought you were that young, darling. No. <laughs> and if you haven't learned by now, yeah, forget about it. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Dame Helen, I got something. If I haven't learned by now, forget about it. Wow, she's a little wow. bitchy. She shut oh, you down. Bitchy, right? she, she, took wow. a, she took a slap on the right cheek and then the wow, left cheek. You're not yeah. that young, and if you haven't learned now, you're not good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to go see, see this movie in honor of uh, Dame Helen Mirren. What a great line to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. You know, there's always been this thought. That's funny. That because British people have that accent. They can say anything they want. Yes. People think they're smarter than the rest. Than the rest. Yes, they, they, they are. Well, she might be, actually. Yeah. Oh, I know she's smarter than him. <laughs> no. What? A lot of wisdom in that lady. I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> I've dealt with him for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Brutal cold this morning. It's freezing. It was colder yesterday, though. We were about yeah, I know, eight degrees colder. It's a different feel. Really? Because yeah. it's a still chill, which can sometimes be more painful. That's oh, what I'm uh, saying. The wind makes me crazy. Yeah. It's not moving much, but it's it's more biting than it was right yesterday. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's I funny because I uh, make my morning stop over at the uh, sandwich shop. I go right, by the subway, <laughs> pick up a cookie and a soda. Right. And there's a big long line at Terminal Five. You know, right. that's a club there on Eleventh. Right. Yeah. And I didn't know what they're doing. They're standing out in the cold, so I looked it up, and there's a, a guy named Jay Pack. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You ever heard of him? Oh, man, he's great. You don't know Jay Pack. <laughs> you don't know Jay Pack. He spins the hits. He's an Asian-American rapper. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he must be pretty popular. They had about 20 people standing in line out there. So if they were there at, what time was I there, 4.15? Right. Well, they had to start last night. Yeah. When is he performing? Tonight. Wow. So they're waiting out there 24 hours in advance. It looks like it. How oh good is it? This guy must be a pretty good rapper. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Jay Pack. Jay Pack. Yeah, that's why John is such a fan. Yeah. That's how he knows him. But I bought my tickets in advance, so it, it's not, I don't have to wait. <laughs> you were comp them from his people. Yeah. I yeah. guarantee you, somebody listening to this show right now, there's. Uh, nobody, uh, yeah, I'm sure. There's... Somebody in this, they must know him because he must be pretty popular if they're standing online yeah. in the middle of the night. His dad was you a, a big star, nothing. too. His dad was a six pack. Come on, it was funny. Uh, Last night, they held the 53rd Annual CMA Awards. 
hosted by Carrie Underwood. I think one of my favorite country songs is this song called Girl Crush. You ever heard that? Yeah, I've heard yeah. it. Oh, yep. my God. What Who does the, that? I can't remember. Uh, it's a couple guys and a girl. What, Lady Antebellum or something? No, it's not Lady Antebellum. I just love the song. Little Big Town. That's it. Have you ever heard that song, John? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I'm not going to ask him any more questions. <laughs> Sing the song. My brother had Garth's uh, daughter as a brother. student, so no, he wow. hangs out. Oh, yeah, Garth and all of them. And, and what's his name? How you doing, Terry? Hey, Scott. Good morning. How are you? You're going to be at the yeah. Borgata Friday night in AC. What are you going to do? I am going to put on a show for 70 minutes. The name of the show is Terry Bradshaw Show. When I first started this show five years ago, it was called Terry Bradshaw, uh, America's Favorite Dumb Bond, Life in Four Quarters. That was the title when I opened up at the Mirage in Vegas. And now I'm back and we shortened the show by 20 minutes because you know they like gambling so we cut it back to 70 minutes but in doing so i added two songs because i'm wanting to add i let me tell you exactly what happened you don't sound like you have any idea what you're gonna do (laughs) no 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 i i I do i'm gonna tell you my life story two songs i'll start with uh, when i first fell in love with football i'll tell you some stories how i grew up on the farm then i'll tell you about uh Going into college and the image I got is not being very smart. A song that set that up. So I tell my story all the way through the Steelers, out of football, into television and movies, and songs set the story up, and there it is. For God's sake, Terry, that yeah. sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, let me just say this. Glad I got my ass out of the bed to hear that. What songs are you going to sing? Let's go down that avenue and see if that works. The show opens up uh, with Boot Scootin' Boogie. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. So I'll open a song up. I'll come out. i talk to the packed crowd standing against the wall, I'm sure. And I will Boogie. <laughs> I like the Boot Scootin' Boogie. When you come to the show, I'm going to tell you, you will leave. My wife is sitting right here. She'll tell you. Well, he leave going crazy. I'm like, God. What a show. Are you going to show them that, uh, the stomach where you had all the, whatever that thing was, you're on TV? The stomach. (laughs) What the heck was it you had all over your body? Shingles. Yeah, you're going to show them your shingles? (laughs) Yeah, that's great, Scott. Oh, my God. I'm just wondering, Terry. Now, one more thing. God. Yeah. You made a lot of money on that, didn't you? Shingles? Yeah. Oh, I didn't make a lot of money. You ever heard of doing things because you just believe in them? No. no, I'm, I'm, no. Not, I'm not like you, Scott. I'm not, all, I'm not about money. I'm not about serving America and helping people be happy. <laughs> I noticed the other night you guys were doing a football game. And all your buddies had on beautiful coats, you know. Right. You had your sport jacket on. It must have been cold. It wasn't to me. I'm hot naked. So I. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot. For me to get cold. Those guys are... I can't use this word on, on no, the don't, radio. Don't do that <laughs> but they can't handle the elements like I can. So uh, that's the the Terry Bradshaw Show, Borgata Hotel Casino in Atlantic City, Friday night. And they're actually charging for the tickets, right? 
<laughs> I don't like this guy, honey. <laughs> yeah. oh, are you coming to the show? <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to sit there and listen. <laughs> oh, come on. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going to be great. Honey, he said, but I couldn't pay him enough for him to come to the show. Thanks. Who shut this interview up? <laughs> Terry, I'll see you soon. Come on by. I'm supposed to be getting praised here. <laughs> come on by and see you soon, will you? I will. See you, oh, Terry. We love you, buddy. <laughs> this is the Shannon in the Morning Big Show Podcast. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 